The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Ranking Member Feinstein, members of the committee, thank you for allowing me to make my statement. I wrote it myself yesterday afternoon and evening. No one has seen a draft or it except for one of my former law clerks. This is my statement. Less than two weeks ago, Dr. Ford publicly accused me of committing wrongdoing at an event more than 36 years ago, when we were both in high school. I denied the allegation immediately, categorically, and unequivocally. Brett Kavanaugh coming out swinging yesterday. Yesterday's testimony, yesterday on Capitol Hill, both from um, Dr. Ford and Brett Kavanaugh, was one of the most amazing spectacles I've seen in the history of the Capitol Hill. I'm just... Was just stunned. Her testimony was compelling and interesting and profound for for what it is. Whether you mm-hmm. agree, whether you you know get caught up in the politics of it, just the spectacle was. And then Brett Kavanaugh's was a circus. I understand both of them. I get too. both sides. What what was happening there, and just a spectacle. Did I don't know what happened everywhere else. Granted, I work with you know a bunch of political geeks when it comes to stuff like this, but I was um, at another locale with other political geeks as well, and I was watching the watching Brett Kavanaugh's testimony as soon as it right. started. I watched most of Ford's, but I um, I watched his as soon as it started. And I was with a couple of other political geeks, and then other people from other offices all come out, all came out and started yeah. gathering around and watching yeah. this. And nobody said anything. You just watched it. Right. That's there was it. not even the smart-ass comments. That's because I wasn't there. <laughs> Later on, there were. <laughs> but through most of it, first of all, shocked that, I mean, Brett Kavanaugh's kind of milk toast. I mean, his delivery, his mannerism is, is pretty, pretty tame. Well, at least that's what we've seen so up far. to now, right? Yeah. yeah, now we realize he has the temperament that he could have beaten a woman. Whoa, easy. That's, that's what I kept seeing from the left yesterday. That uh, his temperament, look, right. it's all off and all this nonsense. Right. Not such a nice guy, is he? Right, that's that's what it was. Uh, he Brett Kavanaugh was in a no-win situation with all of this. Yeah. No win. If he drops out, then he's had his career aspiration dashed for something maybe that he didn't do. Let's assume, again, that he didn't do it from his perspective. He didn't do it. So if he drops out, then over nothing. Right. If he hangs in there, what happens? His family can he continue to get battered, his his name, his honor just trashed all over the place. Like it hasn't been done enough. If he stands up for himself, then he's just being loud and obnoxious. And then everybody mocks him. Oh, if he was a woman, they would be saying blah bitty blah. How would you feel if you were being falsely accused? And your family and your name 
drugged through the mud for days and days and days. And then the most outrageous allegations that even, even if there was a he said, she said moment, a misunderstanding with Dr. Ford, I guarantee you the rape train didn't happen. (laughs) It did not happen. Brett Kavanaugh would not have made six background investigations through the FBI. Somebody somewhere in all of those years would have cashed in on it, Jeff. Oh, even just even just a passing comment. I I was I I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, all the background checks he's been through. You'd think at one point somebody would have went, yeah, you know, there was a couple of times at this at these parties, and He's the FBI would have, it would have, they may not have been a you know, full out investigation, but they would have started going down that road, right? There would As have been the, rumors, the vetting process, yes. And so it, it, it amazes me that this was kept secret. Yeah, boy, and that is nobody a, knew. It's incredible those rape trains. Uh, I would have thought something like that wouldn't be so secret, but and he it has shows a, you the shows you the real problem there, Jeff. And now he is a uh, still to this day so far is still a sitting federal judge. Yes, federal to, appeals court to judge. Quote our appeals, president. Yes. To quote our president of the United States. A lot of people, I guess, think about think of that as the second highest court in the land. Second highest court. It's magnificent. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, he said that at the press conference. It's the, the most day. tremendous was, appeals court in the land. I love him. I love him. A lot of people call it consider that the uh, you know second highest court in the land. And. Uh, if he was as drunk and as much of a party monger as he's made out to be, I mean, he has a family. He's supposed to. Have, we've talked about his uh, coaching his kids in their in their soccer and basketball games, um, and his job alone. He would not have time for that. You I don't know if you know this or not, but it takes a lot of time to party. Yes, partying is one <laughs> hell of a commitment, isn't it? It is. My golly. Thank you. Phew, it really starts interfering with the it rest of your sure schedule. sure as does. I mean, it's not like I'm going to go out for an hour and party. First of all, to do it right, it's a several-hour commitment. It and is. then, you know, you got all the aftermath. Right. Which is a commitment unto itself. You would have heard, when you read what um, Swetnick wrote, Right. You would have had one rumor somewhere along right. the line in his career of rape train. This was not right. a, well, there was a sexual inappropriate rape trains at many, many parties. <laughs> trains of men lining up to be the next one to gang rape the woman. Is this the, line, is this the line for the bathroom? Nope. This is the line for the rape. The bathroom is <laughs> down the hall. <laughs> no, right, come on. You would have heard it somewhere. So imagine being that, having, and your your wife and your daughters and your family, and you've built your whole career. Listen, my career, not that honorable. Look at it. I kind of I expect stuff honest. like that. But this is somebody that, you know, he runs in a different circle. You're, you're in D.C. You're a, he went to Georgetown Prep. That's around money. That's around influence. And here well, he is, a judge. And if you're a judge, a federal judge, or in the Supreme Court, reputation and honor your honor is important. As much as I saw that on the signs outside, there, your honor must have honor. Okay, you're right. These are just allegations, remember. But you get that about honor and dignity when it comes to those circles and the position he has. So imagine you've built and worked, and the guy worked hard. Whether you like him or not, you don't get through law school, certainly in that era, without working hard and doing some things right. And now, for the last 10 days, he's been called a gang rapist. Right. I'm going to be pissed, too. Right? I'm going to come out swinging in this. And I'm glad that he did, actually. 
It felt, uh, you know, while I will say that, uh, you know, there's there'll be uh, great uh, photographs of him for the until the end of time. There are so uh, many great this, photographs being this, uh, you know, this angry man. Uh, and they were using uh, the worst pics they could find of him anyway. And did, you see, they, did you see the one I tweeted? Oh, uh, Doc, oh. I, every picture you tweet, I I say. You watch it all. I say. You have so, a whole file yeah, of it. You just yeah. say. So, <laughs> so here's one, and you go back through about the last six or so tweets I did. Here was Yahoo. Look, look at the pictures they put. Watch uh, watch live Kavanaugh right. and Ford Senate hearing. This was She's right after. She's so beautiful. He's a monster. Right. They have her glasses off on top hair of her back. head, pulling her hair back with a big, bright smile. Right. And That's actually a great shot of her. It's, it is the best picture I have ever yeah, seen of her. Even sure the is. old ones when she was yeah. younger, that is the single best picture I've ever and seen. And by the way. And he's sneering. And they have those side by side. Yes, he sneered at times. And yes, she smiled at times. But wouldn't you try to at least match up their best pictures or their worst pictures or both crying? Please, this is a calculated effort. And by the way, uh, let's be clear. Uh, I, I love the wording of her and the uh, he went to this elite school, this elite all boys school. Um, and let's be clear. She went to the elite all girls school. Yes, she uh, let's did. Not, let's not forget that. Let's, you know, she tried to portray She went to the club every day. You know, that, oh, the, yeah, because they're painting him as the elitist. That's correct. And she is just as bad. She doesn't even want to be seen with her parents, right? She didn't want to tell her parents right? because she they would be mad at her for drinking at this party when she wasn't supposed to. She didn't want to walk in the grocery store with her parents. Yep. What the hell is that? Yep. Okay, I don't want to beat her up, though. No, no. I, believe, I honestly uh, believe Jeff, that with the other, something in, in happened. In fact, I'll say a little more elitist because hers was not the Catholic school. Yes, his was a preparatory school. But it was the Catholic one. In the grand scheme of things, on average, if you're looking at the Catholic school, it's a little more about the faith and you can find some other avenues to get in. Yes. It's not just the money. Correct. It's also around it at times as well. But hers was the it's a money thing school. Right. Exclusively. There was no, it wasn't about, well, I also got in because of the faith and they recognize they got to let in some poor faithful people too and whatever. No, this was my parents got cash. I'm getting the <laughs> right. Best. I'm going to the club every day. It's just agonizing. So now, I, I honestly, you know, when all, it's all said and done, you know, I mean, I, I do believe something happened. I, I don't know that I don't believe that it was uh, Kavanaugh. What it would happen? I don't know. I think maybe, oh, oh, I think yeah. maybe something happened to her. I really do. Oh, I do too. I've come up with uh, honestly what I what I think happened in this whole thing, and we'll we'll dive into that a little bit more. Here's a bit more of, of okay, Kavanaugh's yeah. opening remarks. So his opening marks remarks. It's really important to understand what's going on. He starts off by saying nobody has seen these. The only person that saw it is one of my former law clerks who looked over it. I wrote these myself last night. What's the significance of I wrote them myself? Nobody else has seen them. That hers were seen by. Absolutely. I had read her marks, remarks 12, 20 hours before. Yeah. Oh, they released the full transcript. Right. We had it. We went through some of it yesterday on the air. And did she write them? I don't know. I question all that. There's some discrepancies. But he's like, this is me. And it's important as part of the pomp and circumstance of this, as part of his directive, he had to keep laying out his innocence. He had to keep professing his innocence in the court of public opinion. You have to do that. It's part of the game. So I found that really interesting right off, though. These are my words. These are mine. I wrote them last night. Only one person has seen them. Here's just a bit more of his opening remarks. All four people allegedly at the event including Dr. Ford's longtime friend, Ms. Kaiser, 
have said they recall no such event. Her longtime friend, Ms. Kaiser, said under penalty of felony that she does not know me and does not believe she ever saw me at a party ever. Here is the quote from Ms. Kaiser's attorney's letter. Quote, simply put, Ms. Kaiser does not know Mr. Kavanaugh, and she has no recollection of ever being at a party or gathering where he was present with or without Dr. Ford. End quote. Think about that fact. The day after the allegation appeared, I told this committee that I wanted a hearing as soon as possible to clear my name. I demanded a hearing for the very next day. Unfortunately, it took the committee 10 days to get to this hearing. In those 10 long days, as was predictable, and as I predicted, my family and my name have been totally and permanently destroyed <coughs> by vicious and false additional accusations. This is something that he went back to with his family and that, which I think is really important because everyone that keeps mentioning, you know, uh, why wouldn't he want him to investigate and all of this stuff? That was a common theme. And the, the right. Democrat senators... They really knew what they were doing here when it comes to that. They kept Dick Durbin challenge him. Uh, you said you want an investigation. Will you call for one now? Will you turn and say that you demand an investigation and you'll stop this hearing? I mean, all of this nonsense. Right. Uh, Cory Booker asked it. Uh, Kamala Harris asked it. They kept going back to this. Number one, he does not have the ability to do that. He can call for one, sure. Anybody, you and I can call for one. I call for an investigation. doesn't mean anything's going to happen. It's not his power, his responsibility, his privilege. It's not his right, his duty. None of those things. None of them. It is exclusively, it's not even for the senators. It is exclusively right. for one person to call for that. And that is the president of the United States. Oh, that it. is within his purview. That is it. Um, so he, uh, yeah, so he didn't have the ability to do that. But they kept saying that. Why didn't you investigate? Why didn't you investigate? Well, look at what has happened to him in the last 10 days. Assume for a moment that this stuff didn't happen. Assume that, okay, even if it did happen, it was the very mild things, the misunderstanding between he and Dr. Ford, not the penis thrust in face, not the rape trains. And his family has heard this over and over for what about 10 the aggressively days. sexually uh, thrown up against a wall outside a bar. What oh, yeah, all one? of that from the anonymous, anonymous, anonymous. Yes. Right. Yeah. So would you want another investigation? Would you want that to roll on for how long? How long is that FBI investigation, even though he's been investigated many times? And by the way, uh, huh. let's, let's take the FBI out of it for a second. Are you telling me that these... Uh, Media, in quotation marks, uh, media entities, uh, the New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, not, they haven't been investigating? No, they don't have the ability. Okay. They've never investigated, okay, Jeff. Exactly. They, they, listen, everybody on the left, they're, they're pulling money out, bribing people, trying right. to find everything. They're going through his college transcripts. They're going through. No, they are. They asked about and received a calendar of his from 1982. Right. Done. They have scrutinized could this you, guy. Uh, could you create a calendar? I can't come up with a calendar from yesterday. <laughs> Seriously, from today. I, from an, a minute ago. I can't. It's already gone. So, uh, yeah. So, it, they, you're right. They've scrutinized him like this. So, to the question of why wouldn't you call for an investigation, it's pretty simple. Two things. Number one, do you want to go through this for how long? How long would the investigation be? A day? A month? A year? 
Do you want to be hanging in limbo for this, having your family go through this, having your name drugged through the mud on social media and media for the next, for 24 hours, for the next weeks, months, whatever? Okay. Number two, what are are they going to stop? When are they going to stop? What is the end game for the investigation? So if he said, wow, you know, Senator Dick Durbin, um, you know what? You got a great point there. Let's let's get to the bottom of everything. Let's get it all out there. I, I call for an investigation. How long is that investigation? And what is their end game? Would Dick Durbin, Kamala Harris, and the others, Cory Booker, would they be comfortable with a week? No. If they just said, okay, we'll call for it. It'll be a week, and whatever they find, they find. Uh, there's no way you can investigate a man in a week. A month, six months, a year. What would, what would this yeah, be? You know, uh, let's go with uh, right now. It should take at least a month. Six weeks, something <laughs> like that. When the, maybe like the first Wednesday in uh, November, we wrap this up. We'd like to vote on him maybe before we break for Christmas. What What would the end be? Because the end is one of two things for them: the election. We get it close to or past the election because yeah. we're hoping on taking, hoping to take back the Senate or until they find something that they can use to help them win the Senate. That's it. That's, That's it. their game. It's not a length of time. It's not a, well, tell you what, investigate, FBI, do what you normally do in an investigation. You know, what would be normal for you? Is it an amount of time or is it when you exhaust all leads, right? right. Whatever it is, do that. They're not saying that because if the FBI exhausts all leads and it's this afternoon, they go, sorry, we need a more extensive investigation. <laughs> yes. That's what they do. You've exhausted all avenues? Right. Or if it's a length of time. Listen, Senators, I, the FBI will tell you that it normally is a two-day investigation. And we'll go ahead. You know, we'll do three. We'll just go ahead and just keep investigating for three days. Three days? That's not enough. Their end game is just that. So why didn't he call for an investigation? Because this uh, hearing has already been the longest. Um, he, they have already done more, heard from more people, entered more stuff into evidence than they ever have done. Um, they have uh, requested more of his papers than the last five, six nominees put together. All of these things, and his name has been besmirched. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, forever. Really. Why wouldn't you call for more of this? I mean, he, Think about that. Why wouldn't you call for more of this? Right? I know. All right, let me get a break and we'll come back with more. I also get some of your comments on this, The Morning Blaze. The Morning Blaze. We're kind of like the real news, except honest and factual. Huh. What a concept. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I get your comments in. It's at Doc Thompson Show at uh, Real, I'm sorry, at uh, Jeffy MRA. Oh, thank you. Uh, Chris is out still. He'll be back, I guess, Monday or slated to return on Monday. We'll see what happens. (laughs) You never know with Chris. Anything's possible. Eh, He'll show up. Rachel Maddow uh, yesterday. uh, The hearing exposes Brett Kavanaugh's temperament problem and credibility issues. His temperament. He's got the wrong temperament. And then Alyssa Milano and others, uh, if, if this had been a woman, they'd be talking that she's hysterical. Oh, oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. I point something out when when we mock, most of it satirically, of course, 
that uh, women are hysterical or over-emotional or whatever. Emotions are not bad. I get emotional about things. You're supposed to get emotional when your child is born, when there's a sick family member, when a pet dies, except for that effing dog, although that was a different type of emotion. (laughs) You're supposed to be emotional about these things. Emotions are good. The people that get lampooned are the people that are over-emotional at odd or inappropriate times. Right. When you're just there casually talking and it just gets... What what do you... There's no reason to be emotional here. You know, if Brett Kavanaugh had been emotional when they simply said, so you, what was your GPA in history, your junior year? It was a three, eight. <laughs> what? I'm just asking your grade point average. What do you, you know what I mean? That's, <clears throat> that's when you get mocked. I think it's probably appropriate after having gone through all of this. At this moment, you're on the precipice of, of this amazing accomplishment, and your name is being dragged through the mud, probably over something you didn't do, and certainly something that has not been proven. Might be a little emotional. Maybe. It's very possible you're going to be very emotional. And, you know, I, I love the, uh, we have to believe all women, we have to believe everybody, but not his wife. No, no, exactly. Hey, real, real, real quick, uh, I have a collage, a montage, rather, of a bunch of highlights from yesterday. Listen to this. Senator, what do you like? Judge, have you, I don't know if it's buffed or boofed, how do you oh, pronounce that? So that bad. refers to flatulence. We were 16. We drank beer. She had one beer at the party and had beers with. Out and having some beers with friends or just to meet up and have some beers. I mean, drinking beer, which I gladly do. I like you beer. That. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Um, what do you like <laughs> to drink? Next beer, one is... Senator, what do you like judge, to drink? Have you, In any event, like we drink beer. Put it back on them. And uh, still do. So whatever. I think you've probably had beer, Senator, and... and so, so you're saying there's never been a case where you oh drank so much that you didn't remember what happened the night before or part of what happened? That's You're asking about yeah blackout. I don't know. Have you? <laughs> I love the, the, the Could you out. answer the question, Judge? I just, so you have, that's not happened. Is that your answer? Yeah, and I'm curious if you have. I have no drinking problem, Judge. Yeah, nor do I. And I thought well, no, 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 no. I you got this up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about my high school. No, no. I'm gonna Let talk, him answer. I'm going to talk about my high school record if you're going to sit here and mock me. We, we, we were, I think we were all very fair to Dr. <laughs> Ford. We're here because people wanted to be heard from charges that they all thought were unfair or activities like sexual assault was unfair. So I want to assure Senator Durbin, regardless of what you say to Senator Don McGahn, we're not suspending this hearing. Um, At this point, I want to remind you that this is a sitting federal judge being grilled by senators about vomiting, farting, and partying. Agonizing. In high school. Agonizing. Do you really... Boofing, yeah, it was flatulence. We were in high. He was seventeen. This is not the only thing. No, it wouldn't even be as bad if they were grilling him when he was seventeen about those things, because at least it would be fresh in his mind. Right. It just happened. Right. But that's really what you're doing. It's it's like you're grilling a seventeen year old. I gotta let one go right now for you, so, Senator, if you'd like. You like to drink then. 
and beer and you and your friends fart and think it's funny. <laughs> that's that's what they're doing, except it's almost 40 years later right. when you can't remember. Wow. Amazing. You know, we one uh, Grassley, the uh, man, the senator who's uh, the great uh, senator from Iowa. Chuck Grassley. Yes. Uh, in charge of the uh, Judicial Committee. You know that he's been in office since before this was supposed to have taken place. I know, right? That is well, absolutely amazing. Well, amazing, yes. But anybody that um, listened to Chuck yesterday, it's not shocking. Right? It's amazing to think that long. But nobody is nobody that heard Chuck Grassley yesterday was like, wow, he's old and been in office a long time? Shocking. No, he was pretty good. He, he was, was good, okay. but Chuck is, he's really out there. He I is know. barely keeping it together. I man. know. Chuck is, no, no. Chuck needs to go. He's got to go. <laughs> Iowa, I've made my statement. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson. It's amazing to see these senators sit in judgment of Brett Kavanaugh. Obviously, it's their job. It's their duty. It's their responsibility. I get it. But when you know the things that they have been accused of and have done, Uh, it's pretty amazing. It sure is. These are not the purest, pious people there. Senator Blumenthal has been, that would be Dick Blumenthal. Dick. Dick has been uh, accused of all kinds of things. I know Tom Crapper, Carper, whatever his name is. Um, was accused of beating his wife. Sherrod Brown, although he wasn't there yesterday because he's not part of that committee, is accused of, well, no, it's not even accused. There is a police report on file about domestic abuse when he was, he's married again, this is second wife, that he was married where he allegedly slapped her around. And there was a restraining order against him that he violated. This is all filed. Look it up in Ohio. This happened, I want to say, 1996, maybe, in the 90s. Domestic violence and uh, violated the restraining order. Wow. Now, that you could say, strange. Doc, that was a long time ago. Great. Yep. So it was 1982. Right. I'm not saying Sherrod is unfit. You can't forgive her. You can't make a mistake. Of course you can. But how dare you be selective in your outrage? How dare you? That's Sherrod Brown. We know the charges against Keith Ellison. We have both Democrat and Republicans that have been accused of this very same thing that are currently sitting in judgment on Capitol Hill. We have these people that um, are going through this process now, having been accused now. Sherrod Brown is is really reflective of Brett Kavanaugh's, an accusation of something that happened a long time ago. Although, Sherrod, there was actually police reports, and it was his wife. Brett Kavanaugh's was high school. But it was a long time ago, and it had to do with abuse, sexual abuse, or violence, right? Gotcha. Okay, great. There's also ones going through it now. Keith Ellison. And we pretend that that didn't happen? We have congressmen and senator up there that have accused of all kinds of other heinous things. Some of them found guilty that still serve 
and we act like that didn't happen, I'm looking for consistency here. I defended Keith Ellison, a guy that ideologically I could not be more removed from. I am the polar opposite of Keith Ellison when it comes to all of his views and values. Yes, from everything (laughs) I've seen, we are completely different. Yet, when this came out, I said, although this may be true, and it looks pretty bad, it's just an allegation, and until you have more, leave Keith leave Keith Ellison alone. Investigate, sure, but stop dragging his name through the mud. Leave it, uh, leave him alone. Let him go about his business. If you have enough to prosecute, do. If you do not, leave it alone. Just as I've said with Harvey Weinstein and everybody else, it's not just the senators and congressmen; it's people of America. Uh, go ahead and cast that stone, ye without sin. Go ahead, go ahead and throw that. Who's t- who's up? Who's up first? Don't look at me. Who's got him? <laughs> Yeah, I'm way to the back there. Yeah, I'm uh, going to be down the list a bit before I start throwing those, right? Absolutely. If you are if you are not able to admit your own flaws here, your own mistakes, and let's face social media, there is none of that. Everybody on social media is pure as the driven snow. No, that's what makes that's what makes it fun. That's everybody is without yeah. sin, without problem, yeah. right? Right. And then the Hollywood elitists, like the Alyssa Milano cookies, <clears throat> who. I think showed her true colors yesterday, if she hasn't already showed them, that she got nothing out of Brett Kavanaugh's testimony. Nothing but more vile, vitriol, uh, uh, bile, rather, bile. She oh, yeah. nothing. <clears throat> That's it. That's all she got. Still an evil man. I could watch Dr. Ford and have empathy and compassion and sympathy, and I did. While I think... She is misguided, and I don't think that we should automatically take people down because of allegations. I feel bad that she went through it. I think she seems like a very sensitive person. You couldn't look at Brett Kavanaugh and go, this guy's really suffering. Even if you think he did it. Again, what he's accused of with Dr. Ford that was the topic yesterday was not rape train. I mean, because there's, there's a big difference between the accusation of Dr. Ford and rape train. I understand if you really believe the rape train thing happened, maybe it's a little harder to give the guy a pass on it. But 36 years ago, all right, they were screwing around, could be a misunderstanding, whatever. And you can't say, wow, this guy's really suffering for something that, by the way, when I was in high school, I may have done some really bad things too. And you couldn't get that little bit of sympathy? Come no on, way. John. No <clears throat> way. She, she will, they will never do that. Well, the Alyssa Milanos of the world will <clears throat> never get into that, ever. By the way... Alyssa Milano, so incredibly lucky. Right? I mean, there she is at the hearing, and she gets what is probably, as far as the media goes, the, the money best shot. seat in that. The money shot. She, Although she wasn't right next to Brett Kavanaugh, and everybody knows from past hearings, the best shot because the camera angle shows over his right shoulder. It's kind of at an angle. It's yes. not head on. You show behind him and more to the right. So just over his right shoulder... The person who's seen there is the shot. They are the closest. They are always on camera. Because people sitting next to him or behind him on the other side, family members, they're on camera a lot. Right? Remember the okay white right, power right. sign? Always, You're on camera yeah, a that, lot. Yeah. But the person over his right shoulder, you can literally be on camera the entire time. And that's the seat Alyssa Milano got. Just, oh just my gosh. Just the draw. Nobody on Capitol Hill knows that that seat's the shot. Nobody knows that. 
Nobody's ever figured that out. No, just come on and sit down. Just take a seat, everybody. Oh, I guess I'll sit here. First come, first serve. Sit down. She was a guest of Diane Feinstein. Of course. Diane Feinstein, who could have had all of this come out weeks and weeks ago. But no, no, it didn't. No, no, no. Weeks no, no, before no. it did, I should say. So it just happened to be a guest, Diane Feinstein, and got that shot. Huh. Amazing. I'm continually amazed at how some of these guys have become actual senators in the United States government. A lot of them, yeah. Yep. Uh, you know what I find maddening? The worst part, Democrat or Republican in any of these things. Nobody ever challenges. Not they are rarely challenged on any of this crap. Oh my gosh! And it's always not. got my good friend. By the way, we're by the way, my good friend. Uh, we worked on a lot of legislation, a lot of together. bills together, a lot of good. Right? I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pretend like uh, I hate her no. or him. I like them. We've worked on a lot of bills together. We're, you know, by the way, he's another fine senator. The we're honorable part of, part gentleman the, from Texas. We're part of the part of the group. Can't have that. The honorable gentleman from Florida. Remember, that's why. That's why. Uh, uh, the turtle McConnell was so mad uh, because people, Cruz and uh, some of they were talking about uh, bad mouthing other senators. Right. And I'll tell you what, yesterday we actually saw a little bit of that come out when they started debating back and forth about protocol and stuff. Uh, Cornyn, John Cornyn, shockingly uh, did some uh, of the right things. I know. And Lindsey Graham, shockingly. Says and does some of the right things beyond their progressive nature. Lindsay's clip is going to be, you know, that's forever now, right? I mean, it, that, oh, yeah. that's there, man. Yeah, we'll play some of that good. coming up in a little while, too. I mean, amazing. He did the right thing. He, he got a little uh, little long-winded uh, on some of the stuff. You know what I mean? He got a little blobbity-blob. So but somebody he made some really good points, Politician? Got I know. Imagine that. that. <laughs> but they went back and forth to challenge Dianne Feinstein on some of this stuff. And I'm like, that's that's what we need. The debate needs to happen. You know what I mean? Um, and they need people like me questioning them. Seriously, because I'm going to question the Republicans same as I'm going to question the Democrats. I wasn't opposed. I mean, uh, some of the, you know, just every time Rachel Mitchell started to get into, you know, she asking the questions and trying to, you know, build that flow of questions to. The, the prosecutor they picked. Yes. Rachel Mitchell. She, you know, she was asked questions and you, I've felt that she was asking questions then she would come back and try to get to a point so that she could see what you were thinking and then it would cut her off right yeah although she did some good jobs asking those questions or whatever and she actually said that uh based on the evidence she heard she would not have prosecuted or even have been able to obtain a search warrant no you're nothing, nothing. it's all nothing. it's it's an allegation that is backed up by not other people that were there but by people that the person who is accused uh, uh, accusing them the accuser uh, told them something happened. That's right. it. That's not going to. It's not going to carry a lot of water. Sorry, or a lot of weight, not water. Either By the or. way, uh, Rachel Mitchell. Um, that's uh, she's gone back to her real name. She's not using her stage name anymore. Who is it? Susan Boyle. She's not using her. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rachel's better than Susan. Come on. Now. Well, yeah, she's, she's in law school. Then you know, after- I. Uh- I was actually thinking that uh, if the uh, television program uh, Wonderful World of Stew was still on, mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking about I could play her. You think you could pull that yeah, off? Yeah, absolutely. I could pull that off for Saturday Night so? Live, too. But Saturday Night Live will never do that because it would be funny. 
Right, exactly. That's not going to happen, and it uh, doesn't keep. But going. I could pull her off easy because really the the outfit is really just a uh, an uh, an oversized Hillary outfit with yeah. a bad wig. Yeah, that's all. And it is, glasses, right? right. It's good. Oh, piece of cake. <laughs> I mean, I, those acting roles, Doc. You know, it's tough uh-huh. to get into. Okay, okay. But you know, once you're into it, okay, okay. That's all you have to say. So. <laughs> Okay. In, I, li- I did, in I did like the, I did like the you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yes or no? Is it Yeah. <laughs> I liked her. Okay, she's like, "So in 1982, um there was music at the party." Okay. 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 Write it down. Try to remember. Try to see what you remember and what you don't. The thing I will give her, she had a tough job too, because you're grilling this woman, and obviously, um, it's going to look like you know you're you're being mean to her as victim and all of that stuff. She did a good job right off. I was kind of watching how she operates. First of all, you you make them at ease. Hey, listen, you got any objection? Just tell me. Is let if I make any mistake, just go ahead and interrupt and say that's not right, and we'll get okay. Good. And then uh, when she would ask questions, she would make the point that the woman was contradicting herself without saying, "But you effing said this a minute ago." Right. So she said something. I remember there was an exchange about the music. So you've said that you heard the conversations downstairs, and I'm paraphrasing, but right. heard the conversations downstairs after the almost rape. But, the, but they had turned the music the room, up they when they came in the room. So it couldn't be heard. Right. right. So she, I think she had asked some question about, did they turn the music down as they left or something? And she was like, I don't know. I don't think so, whatever. And she goes, well, and then moved on, other questions. And come back. So you were right. downstairs. You heard the conversation. And the, oh, how could she have heard it? And then she goes, um, how did you hear the, and it wasn't accusatory. It was just like, how were you able to hear the music or hear the conversation? How do you know they were having conversations if the music was up, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, I assumed they were having conversations because it was a party. Okay. 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 Write that down. Okay. Write that down. Okay. And you, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. how did she say? What does that mean? Yes or no? <laughs> She's... <laughs> She slunked out of the house. Was that the original? Is that the verbiage? So yeah. Well, um, how did you get out of the house? Was it everybody gone? No, they were down there. No, they were down there. So you had to go past them. You didn't really sneak. You went past them. They saw you leave then, which changes the the victim concept a little bit. You know, initially it was I just waited in the bathroom and then everybody left and then I was able to sneak out. I so didn't want to see. And it changes, and it also changes uh, that there are witnesses. And there are witnesses. Exactly, because there may have been other people there. And it wasn't a party, Jeff. It was not well, a party. That's right. This was a pre-party, right? A, a, this gather, was a, a gathering. This was a gathering. A gathering. A, yes, sort yes. of pre-party. Because they would usually have the parties later on. When she couldn't go. She wouldn't, couldn't go because she wasn't allowed to stay out that right. long. This very innocent young girl who was preyed upon. Right. Thank you. And then uh, so they would get together mm-hmm. and party pre-party. Pre-party. The gathering. gatherings. Now, can I point something out? They also touched a little bit on Sweatnik and Ramirez. Ramirez. And then she, Dr. Ford, mentions the gathering. Right? Ramirez. The gathering. Right? What were they all going to? Right. Right? In Highlander, they were all going to the gathering. There it is. I think it was the quickening, but go ahead. No, that, no. They were they, the gathering was when they would fight for the prize. The quickening was the sensation. Okay. They were all going to the gathering. They were all gathered together in one place. Okay. And remember, his black friend on the bridge, and it's here in New York. Who would have thought it? 
which is always a silly line to me because you would have no reason to be shocked by that because <laughs> you're talking about the be. past. On the bridge in Central Park. Ah, New York. We're Girl, here. Time has, time has caught us, my friend. Ah, Who would have thought never, it? She never told you. <laughs> <laughs> ah, she wasn't. Ramirez. Ah, Ramirez. She was your woman. <clears throat> Ramirez. Oh. <laughs> Before his body was cold. <laughs> anyway, so I just want she to point that told. out. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'm doing his face was cracked. I'm gonna have to watch that stupid movie soon again. Good stuff. There. That was good stuff. All right, uh, we have a lot more to get to about Kavanaugh and other such business, including a little story Jeffy touched on yesterday. That being the upcoming new version of Murphy Brown. Oh, I have new information on Murphy Brown. Oh, nice. A lot of new information. Really? Oh my golly. And oh my head right. was spinning and oh impactful. Impactful. We'll get to that I, I later on the broadcast. In the meantime, let's get a break in. We'll come back, touch a little bit more on Brett Kavanaugh. If you have comments, post them on Facebook, on the Twitter, either one, and we'll get to them coming up on the Morning Blaze. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, I got to play a clip of Lindsey Graham. Now, there's a little clip of Lindsey Graham yesterday at the hearings. Um, we're not going to get to that yet. We'll get to it in a minute. But later on after the hearings, the clip you may not have heard. <clears throat> Lots of people have heard part or all of Lindsey Graham test, um, questioning Kavanaugh yesterday. And he went off and was <clears throat> incensed by the way this is rolling out. He is absolutely right. This is a, was a debacle. This entire procedure is ridiculous on so many levels that we have laid out over and over again. And if you do not uh, have the ability to look at Brett Kavanaugh, what his family's gone through, as well as Dr. Ford, and say something's wrong here, then you are simply playing the political game or are so ensconced, entrenched in one camp that you really need to, you need to reevaluate yourself. But yesterday, immediately following the hearings... <clears throat> He's walking through the little narrow tunnels, you know, in those lower rooms. If you've ever been on Capitol Hill, you ever go down through those where the meeting rooms are, those small little tunnel hallways and reporters are just surrounding him. Interesting little side note of the 12, 10 reporters around him, almost all of them women, just from all different media outlets, almost all of them. I think I saw one dude. All with microphones in his face. Right. And he's walking and talking. And he's blah, blah, blahing. And then one of them says something that triggers him, not in a bad way, and he because he was ready to move on. And he right. stops and he starts going. And what I think he said is telling and it's amazing. And I'm going to give Lindsey Graham his due here. So listen to this. She took a polygraph and they didn't tell us until September the 26th. All- 
can deal with this. What's in front of me? Do Republicans I've, got, I've got a guy who adamantly denies this. Everybody who actually knows him in a real way say this is not the guy I know. I got Dr. Ford who can't tell me the time and the place, and we'll see what happens. Do Maybe something comes out. Tomorrow? Are you going to vote tomorrow? Well, I, I, I intend Will to. Will this I'm be sorry. enough for some Republicans not to vote for her? Well, let me put it this way to my Republican colleagues. Stop. No, oh no. This <clears throat> if this becomes the new standard, where you have an accusation for weeks, you drop it right before the hearing, you withhold from the committee a chance to, to do this in a uh, professional, timely fashion. When they publicly say that their goal is to delay the vote, get the Senate back in 2018 to make sure he can't fill the seat, they're publicly saying that. I don't want to reward that kind of behavior. I think we've been very fair. And to my Republican colleagues, if you can ignore everything in this record, Look at an allegation that's 35 years old, that's uncertain in time, place, date, and no cooperation. If that's enough for you, God help us all as Republicans, because this happens to us. It never happens to them. But let me tell you, my Democratic friends, if this is. is the new norm, you better watch out for your nominees. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, Senator Graham. And that was it, and it was over. Think about it. Lindsey's right. Yes, he is. <clears throat> Triggered by that. And... He made a great point during his um, his question, and it was really speechifying. When he said, um, "Tell," uh, I think he said, "Tell Kagan and Sotomayor I said hi." <clears throat> so I think I think that's how he said it. But anyways, he referenced Kagan and Sotomayor right. and said, "I voted for them." Right, Kagan and Sotomayor are not moderates. They are not. They are the leftists that Barack Obama put uh, nominated for, put him in front of the Senate, and Lindsey Graham, to his credit, voted for them. Well, I mean, we had Rand Paul tell us, and, and I don't know necessarily agree with this, but he told us that, uh, you know, look, the president nominates him. Uh, it's his duty to nominate him. We question him, but in the end, it was his pick, and so we, we, we push it through. I think that is right. Unless there is something... So obvious that most Americans would say um, excludes you from sitting on the right. Supreme Court. And I don't even mean a 36-year-old allegation of, you know, boy meets girl playing around in the bedroom. She said it went too far. Right. Sorry. I don't think, you know, a, a crime. The guy was arrested 10 years ago for shoplifting. I don't know if that automatically excludes you. I mean, did you serve your time? Are you right with everything else? I don't know. Maybe. I'm just saying right. it's not. I'm thinking for you. Well, to what did you shoplift? Not long ago. What was it? What right. did you shoplift? Was she hot? No. Um, <laughs> to, to me, that isn't an automatic. There's, there's more to it than just saying that would exclude you. But the one thing that does not fall in that category of what should exclude is ideology. Sorry. If the president wants to nominate literally a Nazi or a communist, they get to do that. Sorry, folks. Right. That's it. And if you don't want that, you don't get to stop them by screaming in the streets and protesting and making up a bunch of crap in the media or delaying the vote. You stop it before it starts by picking a president who will do the job properly. Patton, That's where you stop it. Patton Oswalt uh, made a great point uh, on his Twitter feed uh, yesterday. Was it a short point? Uh, uh, on Lindsey Graham. 
Was it just a little short uh, one? It was a little short, short one. There was a few words in Twitter. It was was it a tall point? Yes. I mean a long point? Yes, a long okay. point. It was gotcha. a long point. Uh, it started out with F you at Lindsey Graham. Uh, oh. F you, F you, F you. Uh-huh. F you, Lindsey. Hey, Lindsey. Mm-hmm. Lindsey, over here. Hey, man. F you, F you. F you, 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 Lindsey Graham. That's a good point. Let me think about that. That's, uh, that's uh, a good point. That's a, that's a thinking man's point that right is. there. That's a, that um, is. Let me reference the Constitution. <laughs> and I'm, I'm drawn back to the Spanish-American War. It's, you got to go historical perspective on this. Uh, also suffrage. Right. You know, you got to go to the early right. 1900s, what we would have gone through. And also my admitted, albeit cursory understanding of the law, um, and say Patton Doswell is cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> I mean, they, they have no argument with this stuff. No, they do not. When when they when they get backed into a corner, it's mock, lash out, anything like this. Lindsay was right, and I'm not a Lindsay fan. I know, but he made the, here in the middle of everything. He oh, where he it. went, fudge. Hey, you. Yeah. But he didn't say fudge. He no. said it. Yeah. The granddaddy of all words. That's a good point. The Morning Blaze. With Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. about do not even what are you talking i just you are okay. using my lines and i don't like it i just using I your lines like i it. just posted on facebook a picture which you have to check out it's it's on just go to uh, facebook.com slash doc thompson show oh, yeah, i'll go right there and right it is now. a split screen a kind of separated at birth photo of dr christine blasey blasey ford on one side and um which one is that? That's Dana Carvey playing from Wayne's World. Uh, you're, it's, it's your, Bart or it's Garth your post. or whatever. It's your post. But they look doc. a lot alike. I just can't remember his character's name. And all I put when I posted it was, hmm. Yeah. And Jeffy goes, you're stealing my line. I'll be using my lines. Hmm is your line. H-M-M-M. <clears throat> Did you put like three periods after it? No. I think it's implied with the multiple M's. Uh, it's too close to my line. Stop using it. Uh, that's your line. Correct. Lots of people that's go. Hmm. No, no, Lots they don't say that. No, they don't. <coughs> no, they don't. Not on social media. That's mine. Um, that's, I've done, that's my just comment. So you know, I know you have. I've done it past. I know you have, and it <laughs> pissed me off then too. So, you, did you start okay. this on social? Yes. No one before me put H M M M period period period. Hmm. No one. Hmm. And I, uh, I'm doing it on the air. That's not on social media. Have you, did you also, you know, do this on the air many years ago? Yes or no, sir. Yes. Answer the question. Answer the question. That seems like an interesting line to claim, but okay. I had a, a friend in Cincinnati who uh, claimed that uh, he started. It is what it is. 
Good for him. <clears throat> Tracy Jones in Cincinnati. Good for him. Former ball player. <laughs> Tracy. He, was he able to provide evidence? Oh, yeah. Tracy, um, people hated on the air. Why? He's a former ball player. Right. Because Tracy was um, on the air uh, a jerk. <clears throat> that was his shtick. That was his character. Oh, nice. And a lot of people got it, but many did not. That, if he if was you just, get it, that's good, though. Oh, it was wonderful. Makes it work. Makes oh, it, work. it was so wonderful. Yeah. Like, women would call up, and um, they'd answer, and, uh, hello, uh, Janice, you're on the air, and she'd start talking. She'd go, you're nothing but a blah, 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 and he'd go, 280, 285. <laughs> 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 what, do you, what do you weigh? What do you weigh, ma'am? And then, Vesuvius on the other end. Scale reading uh-huh. today. And he would contradict himself. <laughs> and he would, it is what it is. You know, I quit. Please stop. I, you can't. You can't do that stuff today. Some of that stuff was so good. I mean, so good. And you be you were able to just have so much fun. And you, and you, I mean, if you started doing that today, that you'd be done. You'd Very be difficult. They wouldn't really, yeah, because you can only take it so far too. Crazy. Right. Tracy started off, so he was a ball good. player, played a different, <laughs> bunch of different teams, right? And ends up on the air doing like a post-game wrap-up. You know, you're after ball yeah. playing, you got to do something in the media or yeah. find a job. So he found a job in media. <clears throat> they said, we'll have you do extra innings, the little after-show broadcast where you do the wrap-up. Went through all that. So he starts doing it, and he's on the air, and it's fine. I mean, he's decent on the air. He's just bored silly. It's a boring boring. process. I mean, I've done a lot of sports, and I love sports, but it is a boring process. I mean, in some games are exciting where you're like, and then he did this, but a lot of them, it's like. The process is boring. And in the fifth inning, there was uh, no hits. No uh, nobody on base, no whatever. The on base percentage is You keep all the stats, and you got to report it, you got to kick it back out. And it's really, being a sports broadcaster is reading commercials, which is really what we do here, too. But here, we're trying to fill time between commercials. Right. And that's what we we're spo- that's what we do really, mm-hmm. but there you're actually filling time and reading commercials, right? So he goes, he goes. I'm powerfully bored doing this. He's telling me the story. He goes. <laughs> so after a while, he just he's out drinking with a buddy one night, and he goes, "I'm just going to try something different." <laughs> what are you talking about? He goes, "Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna try something different." So he just started being a jerk. He just started like contradicted himself that's whatever so good and it erupted and that just became a shtick that's so good that's a good thought i'm sick of being nice what was great is me nowhere i would i'd be doing prep for my show and i'd stumble across a story and I'd be like oh my gosh it would be great if tracy did this and i would just send him the story and i would go you have to do this and he thanks buddy appreciate it <laughs> the right here that's so good tracy's a really good guy too he's a lot of fun um, all right, uh, you mentioned yesterday, oh, first of all, you also mentioned commercials. <clears throat> I did. Like Patriot Mobile. We do commercials for Patriot Mobile once in a while. Yes, we among do. Among others. Bottom of the third. Bottom of the third, uh, nobody on, nobody left on base, uh, and we go to a break. But first, let me remind you about Patriot Mobile, the official phone provider of the such and such a team. Yeah, Patriot Mobile uh, offers freedom for patriots, and that's what you have to remember. Hence the name Patriot Mobile. Freedom for Patriots. Jeff Fisher, do you consider yourself a Patriot? <laughs> Patriot like? Wait, wait, let me. Hmm. Patriot esque? Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the vein of Patriots? Yeah, I'm in the vein. Okay. 
Well, it's easy to switch if uh, you want to be a Patriot and uh, sign up with Patriot Mobile. You can save and support your conservative values. You get the same nationwide reliable service with unlimited talk and text plans for less with no hidden fees. And there's the key right right there. Patriot Mobile also donates just a little bit of the bill that you pay, the profits they would make, to conservative causes that you are voting to protect. That's what's so outrageous about this. We pay for these services, and they just take some of that money and work against us all the time. You bring your own device, or you could select one from one of the ones that they have. They have Androids and iPhones, and they start at just $4 a month. So you could just, you already have a phone, switch over, that's fine. Or you can buy a phone from them if you're interested in doing that. Um, I've been using Patriot Mobile for a few years here. All of us have, or lots of us have around here. There's been times when it's been the best service. We were all downtown a couple times for different events where there's a crowd, and the Patriot Mobile line was the only one that actually worked. It was simple to switch. Um, you get uh, you, you know your U.S.-based member service. It's not somebody over in India or something that right. is taking your customer service. It takes just a couple of minutes, and you're good to go. All you have to do is call 800-A-PATRIOT. You're driving to work today, 800-A-PATRIOT. That's it. Remember to use the promo code DOC or tell them because you'll get the, all the um, deals that they have. Or if you need to sign up online or we need to do it while you're supposed to be working. So you're, no, no, I'm crunching those numbers now. <laughs> and you just just go to uh, patriotmobile.com slash doc and sign up for it. And you'll be so happy you did. Patriot Mobile is the only cell company for us here. The official um, phone provider for the Morning Blaze. Uh, make the switch today again. It's 800-A-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash doc. All right. So you mentioned yesterday Murphy Brown. I did. It was, I was excited because I, I, I watched the trailer and of the new show. How and, did it look? Because I haven't oh, seen the trailer. Oh, man, did it make me want to watch it. Hmm. It did not make me want to watch it at all. It was a fun show at the time. And, you know, and I like a lot of the characters. I understand. Characters I, I, were awesome. I get the show. I get it, which is why I actually watched the, you know, the sneak peek trailer. Right. And... Uh, uh, my wife was going through all the new shows and right. some I watch and some I don't. So I, I know Murphy Brown, obviously I, I looked up right, and watched the, watched that one. And, uh, it, it looked like it's going to be a good show. Although I felt like that's the best, you know, obviously the, the, t- pilot's pro- the, the best. promo is, oh. is showing you, you know, the best little clips of the show. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're, that, that they've already, they've already, that's it. They shot their watch, and the rest of it is going to be uh, um, just biased. Spewing. It's going to be agonizing. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going. They're just going to, you know, because they all hate Donald Trump. Well, it's such a passion, right? It takes it to a different level. So they they absolutely hate conservatism and everything. They're always going to bag on that. I mean, they hated. I'm okay with that. You know, well, well, if, no, it's, but, if it's funny. Well, if it's funny, sure, but it's not now. It won't be right because think about this. They were as biased as they were when it was George H.W. Bush. Right. Think about that a moment. Right. This guy was a progressive. In fact, if you ask most liberals out there that were around during the George H.W. Bush administration, you ask them and you go, yeah, you know, who did you like the last, uh, you know, last 50, 60 years as president? Give me your rundown. And they'll give you the, you know, Jimmy Carter was fantastic. He just was not allowed to blah, blah, blah. And Reagan, that that warmonger you know george hw bush he wasn't so bad you know they'll say that clinton fabulous and then of course george w bush horrible right this is how they do but they say that george hw bush the progressive republican though they say pretty good things about eh, he didn't agree with everything but he was okay 
Right? That's what they say. Right. They lampooned him <clears throat> and Dan Quayle. Remember? Oh, my gosh, yes. In fact, they took, they took on Dan Quayle even more because he was more conservative yeah. than George H.W. Bush. So if that's how they were then, how do you think they're going to be now Trump? We're not even talking George W. Bush that they hated. This is a new, even more hatred. So what do you think it's going to be? Not good. Not good. (laughs) I stumbled across an interview that Candace Bergman, Bergen and uh, Miles, the Miles character. And she is true. You know, we treat her because she's Hollywood royalty. Her dad was uh, the know. puppet master, right? The, the yes. puppet dude. And so she's, you know, she's born and raised and lived the life, and she's, you know, she's the great, the greatest. So we, she wants to come back and do TV. It'll be great. Yeah. Okay. So she's on with is it Grant Shad, Miles, the Miles character, Grant Shad. Does that sound right? Anyway, sure. the two of them are being interviewed so by a CBS reporter. Again. Hmm. CBS reporter interviewing them. And there's a lot of stuff to get to. So we're going to take these two clips in order. This one's a little bit longer, but we'll stop it a couple times. See if you find any points interesting that would um, be particularly interesting in today's world, 2018. Listen, here we go. All right. So let's talk about why both of you wanted to come back and and do this and revisit these characters that are so Why loved you by want to do Americans. That? Why? Well, if the election had gone another way, if Hillary had been elected, we, there would have been no discussion about the show. Okay, coming. hold it. Bing, 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 bing. I mean, Done. first one for, out of the box. She, she spoke for under 10 seconds, and there it is. That's amazing. There would be no need to do this if Hillary had, uh, had won. No need. Because everything would be just... Jeff, that's her next line. Not perfect, but everything would be, we'd be happy. Listen, yeah. listen, listen. Back. Because in, in our mind, life would have been good. But um, <laughs> it, it was completely driven by the wealth of material that's being spewn out of the White House every day. So how is your you, character, Grant, you, you hang going on, to, to react to, to what is happening? Hang on, Jeff, he's going to comment. Yes, you got a little something, the wealth that's being spewed. Go. Candace, uh, there's quite a bit of wealth being spewed out of you as well. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that, mm-hmm. Candace. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I have no problem with progressive shows and liberal shows. I hate that they hide behind this, and this is what we're fed. And then their arrogance, again, the coastal people, the people that live on the coast, the, their arrogance where not only do they discount what we say, do, believe, or feel, from the people who tell us we've got to care about all feelings. We have to care And they about discount all of that. They, it doesn't exist. But occasionally, when there's an effort made, usually because they're worried about their pocketbook. Right. When that does happen, they, I understand what those people are. The arrogance that right. I understand. <laughs> I can write for them. I know. I can write I it. I got you. Yeah, it's okay. No, you cannot. You really do not understand. Riaz Patel is a perfect example. He, he thought he knew what people in flyover country was or are. And after spending time in Alaska, that's what started our right. relationship with Riaz, yeah. where we first got to know him. That's right. Is like, oh, maybe these people are something different. Maybe I didn't understand after all. Uh, remember the little four books we read? Years I ago? do, Doc. All of those? I do. Uh, what As a matter of fact, the, I still have all four. 
Not uh, what was the one? The uh, there's tribal leadership. Not that one. There was uh, oh, geez, not um, friction. Uh, friction was good. No, not not those. Friction, two. One those of the two other were really good. Ah, one of the other two. Um, Got them in mind. Talked about how uh, and laid out the list of what conservatives value and what progressives value, and laid them out. Do you remember the little chart? Yes. And conservatives actually care and work on many more scales than progressives do, even when it comes to helping and caring people. And this was written by an uber progressive. Sorry, that was an inadvertent bell. That was an errant bell. All right, a little bit more from Candace Bergman. So how is your character, Grant, going to react to what is happening across the political landscape today in 2018? Here we go. I'm curious, as a news director, how are you going to juggle what is happening in 2018 versus what was happening in the 90s? You know, what's great is we're bringing our own journalistic values you know, back to this new what, news what, program. Uh, uh, right? Hold on, we oh, have God. to pause there. Jeff, the show to... is bringing their own journalistic values. Right. It's a sitcom. It's bringing it's their journalistic values. You don't understand journalistic values? I don't. They're not from them. Huh, no, I do not. All right, a little more then. You know what I mean? And I think our characters are coming from the place of what, this is what got us here. This is what we believe in. This is, is what we're sticking with. Whether we, whether, if we go down, it's going to be because we're, we're driving the ship, you know? And I, I think Miles is there to, you know, uh, you know, help guide that. But everybody's already coming from that place anyway, where, yeah. you know, we want to, Listen. you know, maintain our objectivity. We want to tell the truth. And then let the chips fall where they may. You guys okay. must wrestle with that. Okay, hold on, 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 hold but as the reporter um, answers, he makes objectivity or you know being objective and truth opposites. Aren't they They're the same similar? Thing. Yeah. Okay. Listen to this. I'm. This is maddening. And I, I think Miles is there to, you know, uh, you know, help guide that. But everybody's already coming from that place anyway. Well, where, you know, we want to. You know, maintain our objectivity. We want to tell the truth, Same, and then let the chips fall where they may. Okay, you guys must wrestle with that all the time, right? I mean, how do you, how do you, with you know, your objectivity, right? How well, do you keep it. We the, so the, you know, the challenge is always that we are as objective as we can be, but we tell the truth, and in this landscape, but, 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 all, hold it, hold it. But we're objective. But we tell the truth. We're objective as we can be, but we, we try to tell the truth. Jeffy, those are how is it a but? How are those different sides of the coin? I, I don't know. We're objective as we can be, but we try to tell the truth. Folks, I listened to this over and over and thought, What is that? I'm missing something here. I really that? felt kind of stupid. So I'm that? like, am I missing some other phrase of objective? As we can be, but we try to tell the truth. You know, we used to have literal. We used to have literal and figurative. Right. And so many people would say, I literally ate an entire cow today. <laughs> no, you figuratively ate a cow, right? Okay. Well, and, no, and, I mean, that, well, maybe well, for you, but well, I was literally. Yes, you was. Most people say figurative. But um, so now the dictionary actually has 
literal, it'll say you literally did something, and it'll say, but also can mean figurative because right. so many people misuse it. It's it's changed. Of so I'm like, did did something happen like that with objective <laughs> and truth? I am not kidding. I was I kept listening to it, going, how are you? Not getting that these should be the same thing. Even removing his um, objective as we can be. Right. So I looked it up. Objective. I mean, because you could have like a military objective, but one that would apply here. The only one. Expressing or dealing with facts or conditions as perceived without distorted distortion by personal feelings, prejudices, or in, inter, uh, interpretations. Right. That would be um, truth. Mm-hmm. You, if, if you're... Well, we're struggling to be as objective as we can be while still reporting the truth, or but still reporting right. the truth. I mean, that that's the argument from uh, the social media heads, right? Uh, at Jack. Uh, talked about the company and, and most of their employees being, uh, you know, leaning left and, and, right. li- and liberal. But, but, but they try to be, remain as objective as they can. Okay. Uh, we got to get a break in here, and we'll come back and dive into this. It only gets almost, worse from here. word for word. Yeah. Now that I think about what he was. <laughs> I think you're pretty was. close to it. Hmm. hmm. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Cultural appropriation? Yes, please. This is the Morning Blaze. All right, uh, let's get some tweets here. I, I feel like uh, Jeffy has been remiss. Uh, ELS tweeting, and I'm going to retweet uh, what I learned today at Jeffy MRA at Doc Thompson Show. Hmm. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny is what that is, and that's fine. I noticed that you uh, you didn't. You didn't spell it my my way, so it's okay. Only one H is you? Is that right? People are ticking me off with this, man. Don't be using my lines. Uh-huh. Don't uh-huh. be using my lines. Okay? okay. And I know that uh, if you want to get on some torts, that's fine. Uh, earlier, <laughs> uh-huh. it said uh, Jeffy MRA is going to touch on Murphy Brown and no bell. Come on. I was remiss of that. <clears throat> And uh, all it takes uh, from uh, Lloyd is uh, uh, a couple of weeks' exposure to all this ass hattery in D.C. that you joined them down in the mud when we sent it to me again. Ah, there yeah, it is. There that's it the is. Joke, of there course. it is. Uh, you know, look, it's, it's, if that's what happens, though, we've talked about that a thousand times. I mean, even uh, and Lori's right. I mean, we we've talked about that. How difficult it is to go into Washington D.C. and not get sucked in. They all do. Honestly, it's a it's a for political geeks like us a fun exercise. Yeah. If you go to like Freedom Works, their scorecard, Heritage, any of them, and you look at the most conservative members, <clears throat> and you can track them because you could go through and see what their score is yeah, if they started. Society actually has a really good. One, they probably so, do yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And you go through and you're like, um, okay, uh, maybe even somebody that's a, like like seventy eight percent now or gets a seventy percent voting and you look and you're like, oh wow, they've been in there about twenty years. And you look their first couple years, they're at like ninety eight, ninety seven percent. And then you do that a couple years, it's like eighty eight percent. And that's it just they, is a steady drop. Right, because that's when they start thinking, uh, I, uh, by the way, uh she's my good friend, the senator from yep. uh, the senator from California. We've we've done a lot of great th- good bills together. Have you? 
Well, that's that's where they start trying to keep their job. They like the yes. gravy tank. I can't remember who it was recently said to me, oh, darn, I wish I could that, and this is such a wonderful point. You've got to remember these people, these congressmen and senators, we know the list of, of them that have had failed businesses and all this stuff, right? right? Even the attorneys. Most, yeah. most attorneys do not make a lot of money. Correct. Most of them have never made this amount of money. See, they're not making millions in their salary. They're not, right? We think, oh, somebody no. CEO of a company yeah. make millions. But by most of our standards, almost they make just shy of two hundred thousand right. dollars a year. Which you know. Right. For for a lot of people, that's not a lot of money. But for most when the average American salary is around forty, forty five thousand now. Jeffy, they make four to five times that. If they left this job, what that means is the average salary is how much? Forty to forty five. I gotta rework my deal. You gotta drop that down a little? I gotta rework my what? Are you, Drop it down. Oh, you being. Oh, you need a little I more. Need, uh, hello, Glenn's going to be here today. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I need to talk so, no, but most of these guys, if they were to leave, would not never make that kind of money. They're not going to make two hundred thousand right. dollars right. a year. They've never made it. Plus, in addition, you get the perks. I mean, you get. Um, here's one of my favorites. In D.C., if you go to the airports like uh, Reagan, Dulles, I think it's Reagan in particular. You go out there, you'll see reserved spaces for parking. Right. Can't park there. You know who they're reserved for? Congressmen and senators. They get to park free there in reserved spots. About 15, 20 years ago, nice. a local news station or somebody, they used to say reserved for member of Congress or whatever. And they go out there and they show this. There's no parking spaces. These ones are all open because members of Congress and they get it free. And people went nuts. And they, oh, we're going to change that. Change it. Are and they you? changed it. Made more? No, they changed the sign. <laughs> They took off for members of oh, Congress, members so nobody now. knows it's right. them now. Thank you, this right? That's all they reserved. Did. So most of them would never have this. So douchey. The honorable, they get money, they get perks, and they get the influence and people kissing their oh, ass. Yeah, I mean insider trading on top of that. Oh so yeah. Once, once you're once you're in and you're making you know your couple hundred thousand a year, right? Uh, and now you've got deals. Well, you know you really should take a little bit. Uh, take mm-hmm. take ten thousand and invest in this. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You got it. Come on. But they do. They also love. If you've never been on Capitol Hill, uh, you got to try to see this. Go to Capitol Hill and just watch a member walk by. Member of Congress. Oh, the seas part. The honorable. Let him go. Let him right, through. He gets right. special elevator and his own little train and all. Oh, it's incredible. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Doc Thompson, and you're listening to The Morning Blaze. And if you like what you're hearing on this show, then you probably will like Pat Gray Unleashed. Available now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Direct Fire is a jet-fueled political thriller that's now available in paperback. It's taken from the 30 years of military service of Brigadier General Anthony Tata. His books have gotten high praise from George H.W. Bush and Glenn Beck. In Direct Fire, a Delta Force veteran races against the clock to take out terrorists gathered in the North Carolina mountains. The terrorists have already taken down military brass and civilian leaders, and that's only the beginning. Direct Fire is on sale now. Just visit AJTATA.com. That's AJTATA.com. 
This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, we got to get back to uh, some more of this audio from Candace Bergen because we only caught part of it here. So there they are. Back to the objective part. So the reporter, and maybe back that up about five, six seconds because I got to hear just his part about, you know, we're objective as much as we can be, um, but also we try to tell the truth. Try to tell we're the we're truth. trying to get the truth in there. Jeffy, how are these things mutually exclusive? They, they are, should be the same. I mean, they're, they're certainly parallel. <laughs> so if you're, we're being objective as we can, but we got to tell the truth. What does he mean? I mean, really help me understand this. You know, we're trying to be objective. Does he mean balanced? Maybe. We're trying to tell both stories. That's yeah, got to be possible. what he means. That's possible, We're trying yeah. to tell both sides of the story. That's what it is. So they don't know the word objective. Right. That's what it, okay, that actually kind of makes sense Yes, now. it does. We're trying to be yes, balanced, does. not unbiased, objective is what he said. If he said right. we're trying to make sure we tell both sides of a story, but we got to tell the truth, okay, that would be bad enough, right? Because right. if you're really telling both sides about Trump, half the country has a very different opinion. So the Jim Acosta thing we played, it'll go back to the original Jim Acosta about fake news. We have tried this on the air so many times and said, here's where your failure is. You're not doing this, 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 and this that shows your bias. So CBS, if you're trying to be balanced, but we have to tell the truth. If you actually tell the truth and just simply get a different uh, opinion when it comes to those pieces, you'd be fine. Right. But he said, we're trying to be as objective as possible, or we are being, but we got to tell the truth. Here we go. Listen. You know, the challenge is always that we are as objective as we can be, but we tell the truth. And in this landscape, there are now variations of the truth, according to some people who present themselves as experts on what is uh, happening. Hold it right the- there. Any comments? According to some people, other people, the media is telling you there are variations <laughs> of the truth. Any comments? And I have a couple of thoughts. No, go ahead. Look, the CBS, this reporter, yeah. Candace. Uh, Grant, they are leftists. They are clearly on the left. They uh, they kind of wear that as a badge of honor. Oh, they love it. That's and what for. they are the ones who keep telling us your truth. Speak your truth, ladies. Your truth. That's not a truth. That's an opinion. That's a perspective. And that's fine. And their right opinion and perspective does play into all of this. But that's what the news is doing. And he's saying other people say this. The right is not the one. The right, if anything, gets it wrong on the other side because they're like, it's always black and white. No, there are extenuating circumstances at times. And and, we, and to be fair, I mean, at least on this network, we try to bring, show, you know, highlight those. But nobody gets credit for that. So No, exactly. Right. So, again... You know, they, multiple versions of the truth. Listen. This administration or even in other administrations. And I wonder if that's going to sort of seep in. Because if you're saying that the show is back because of the way the 2016 election turned out, then you're really going to be going after some of those things. Of course. Of we course. go after all of it. And, we, and, and it has been done so fearlessly and, and so wittily. Wittily. I mean, Murphy... Murphy's been banned from every press room in, in every administration <laughs> since George Washington. And she finally sneaks into the press room. And, and, and we, we say, why do you lie? And we but just Hold it, say, hold it. Let's not, let's not uh, kind of gloss over that. She sneaks in on one of the shows, obviously, she's talking about, and says, why do you lie? 
Why do you lie? Now, for those of you that are not liberal at this point, and again, it would have been different if Hillary had won or something like this. Well, now there's just a wealth of, uh, of stuff they can lampoon. There is always a wealth of stuff you can lampoon sure. from the presidency. I mean, because presidents are politicians and they're hypocrites. And that's what you play on. You do it, it. It's not wading into the political waters of what you believe or what somebody else believes. You don't even have to do that. You can lampoon like when she did the the potato thing with Dan Quayle, where he misspelled potato, right. kind of. Yeah, that was right. a big deal for her, right? I mean, that, right. Was, well, that was one of the bigger deals for right. Murphy Brown was you, the Dan right. Quayle thing, and right. And you know why she did that? Do you remember? Because Dan Quayle refer Dan Quayle referenced the show because she was not married and pregnant on the show. Think about how times have changed. On the show, she got pregnant, but she was not married. And Dan Quayle giving a speech on morality, reference, he said, like on Murphy Brown, right. you know, where, you know, oh you got a character, gosh. right, a leading female character who's pregnant and she's not married and whatever, and the left ate him alive. That's not to say you can't be or these, but isn't it ideal that you would, you know, be responsible? Okay, no. And then she beat him up for misspelling potato. That was a big deal. Right. Remember? I do. I, I, I that all yeah. comes back to me now. Those, right. You know, that was a big deal. We spoke yesterday so, about uh, right. how many things we highlighted yep. and are gone. That are gone. Right. So. Yeah, obviously she got into it because the producers and that were butthurt about number one him trashing Murphy Brown and number two about um, that he's conservative single mother right that they ideologically whatever and that's fine so they use the potato thing regardless of that the potato thing is funny you've got a vice president who kind of misspells potato kind of because he talked about the eve not being there whatever school or whatever yeah. yeah it was but okay let's just say he misspelled that's funny. Right. Okay, you have fun of it. Doesn't mean he's an idiot. You know, don't you don't have to get butt hurt if you're a conservative. Right. If it's all mocking everybody, great. It's funny. It is. Trump, I actually think he's done a pretty good job now. But you know what? The tremendous, the labored speech oh, with the hands. It's funny. It's the most beautiful speech I've ever gotten. And Jeffy is the most beautiful co-host. Right. He says beautiful when it's things you wouldn't say beautiful. It was the most beautiful lunch. That's even no. That's even bad. We had a tremendous lunch. I think we uh, think we really got along. I think he likes me. I think he does. I like him. He likes me. That's his judge of if they're doing a good job, if they're a dictator or not. He likes me, right? It's likes me, so yeah. stupid. And it's funny. Right. Jeffy and I talked about like Trump has this labored speech at times. It's such an effort to listen at when times. I, when I, you know, if you read what he says, I love it. I go, That's, that was pretty good. That wasn't bad. So I go back and watch it. So like, I, oh, spit it out, spit it, it out. But guess what? I found Obama oh, frustrating. Absolutely. And George, I'm, I'm a free mark guy. <laughs> I found him annoying. And Clinton. Punish with a baby. Uh, punish with a baby. Oh, top of the morning to you. I'm in Ireland. I'll suddenly have an Irish accent. And now I'm in a black church, so I will talk. My children will be. I mean, just starts going maddening but it's all funny and lampoonable so that's fine but where have you been right. where were you for the last eight years right or the eight years of obama anyways all right touch more it gets really good here listen so we we don't um we don't handle anything with kid gloves and you can do that because it's a tv show oh yes. oh, oh, oh whoa 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 of course they, that was the reporter saying that 
Do you understand what's going on while yeah, they're you sitting can do there? Because that, that's a TV show, right? While he's there, he actually kind of is forgetting that they are actors, that they're not actually journalists or reporters. Much like Miles forgot just now. <laughs> yes. we brought our journalistic integrity as actors to this sitcom. What? What? They're all forgetting this. And then so the good. way this reporter sets it, says it back up five seconds, the way he says this, and you can do it because you're actors. Uh, you're, you're, it's a sitcom. Meaning oh, you can overtly genius. You can overtly, you know, uh, push our agenda because you're a TV show. Not like us. We have to hide it. Amazing. Listen. We don't handle anything with kid gloves. And you can do that because it's a TV show. Yes. Yes, <laughs> right. we can. We yes. have a lot yes, more latitude. Yes. What Murphy... And, a lot more latitude than... Oh, wait, wait, wait! A lot more latitude than what? Other shows? No. A lot more latitude than the media pushing their agenda. A lot more latitude. Like everybody else here in the CBS newsroom as she looks around, Right. What Murphy and and the situation that Murphy is coming from now is the fact that the press has been declared the enemy of the people. There is no respect left for journalism and journalists, and uh, there's no respect for the See, hold it a second. See, President Obama had far more respect for journalists. um, He did? When he spied on them. Yeah, okay. And um, when they arrested some, subpoenaed some. That's it, though. Yeah. and uh, had far more respect when he would call them in and have private meetings and discuss what agenda they would push. He had far more um, respect right. for them when he said, I get that this is about propaganda. See, journalists are not supposed to be about that, but we all understand. Here we go. Uh, and truth is like, well, is it really Alternate so? Yeah, exactly. Um, so Murphy's show is hold on, dominating. Hold on. I got, I saw, I got, I got. She's... The people that live in the world where there are many truths are butthurt that they think Trump spins and says there are other truths. They're the ones who started this nonsense. Trump may be playing. Right. And certainly Trump plays that game as well. But you're the one who's upset. So now what you're really upset about is that other people use your same tactics to push their agenda. That's really what you're talking about. Right. Because there are multiple two truth things has been used over the years where if I say, no, there are so many people on welfare or so many illegals in this country or this is the budget or this is the deficit. And they go, well, I mean, that fact or truth, you're, you know, it's blah, blah, blah. And there's gray areas. And my truth is that it's not a problem. And all this nonsense, <laughs> they use that to push their crap. So now you got people like Trump that turn around and play their game, and they're annoyed by it suddenly. Are you saying we're going to spend money? To save it? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Right. Okay, sorry, sorry. Here we go. That's a good point I'm going to make. Um, so Murphy's show is dominated by the fact that it will be meticulously researched. And, um, and we... <laughs> yeah. Wait, we, hold on. You got something there, Jeff? Jeffy, because it sounds like you... It's, you understand while I'm playing this, this is... You know... Very telling. Uh... I love the meticulously researched, right? Because I hear uh, what's his face, uh, Mr. F. Trump mm-hmm. in New York, mm-hmm. De Niro, talk about his New York Times show for uh, because New York Times meticulously uh, vet 
the every story for the right. truth. Do they, mm-hmm. Bob? Mm-hmm. The same people that are doing that are do, busy with this show. Uh, meticulously vetted. Right, they're, they're researching it. Yes, exactly. Stop it. You understand why it's I was a, confused when you first said Mr. F. Trump? A, I didn't know if it was uh, Patton Oswalt. Oh, no, well, no, Patton, was, that was for Lindsay. Oh, that's right, that don't, was. You're right, that's my try, confusion. Don't, man, that's what right. are you... There's been a few others that have said that, too, so you can say, Mike, here we go, a little bit more, listen. We are trying to restore respectability to the press again. Yeah, and we have an episode where we wrestle with whether or not... Hold it, hold it right there, hold it. I'm serious, like, every line is hilarious. They're trying to restore respectability to the news again. The TV show is going to do this. The sitcom. The sitcom. That, if you remember Murphy Brown, lampoon newsrooms that showed, although a progressive bias... They were progressive in it. They showed how unstable newsrooms are, right. which, by the way, newsrooms, they're unstable. That's, what, that's the way it is. Right. Broadcasting, journalism, whatever, it's unstable environments. It, the only thing that I can compare it to is the restaurant industry. It, they're both transient, right? A lot of people yeah. coming and going, moving, whatever. Uh, lots of drugs and alcohol. It used to be worse. Yeah, but right. But this is what it's been. Yes. So they're going to re. Wait, there that showed us that in the alcohol. Here we go. Yeah, and we have an episode where we wrestle with whether or not Listen to put this. a particular person on the air. Steve, uh, Steve Bannon character, you know, ah, do okay. we give them attention? Do we, do we give him the chance to plug? That's a really interesting discussion because that is a discussion that has happened in newsrooms. So I'm, I'm interested to see how you guys uh, hold it right there on. a second. Um, a Steve Bannon character, she says, you know, should we should we even report on him? Basically, should we if he says something? Well, Steve Bannon had a very important position. I mean, consultant to the president. We know this, right? We understand. Uh, much like Axelrod and others have yeah. for other presidency, whatever. But they wrestled whether or not they should even, this moral question, well, CBS or other newsrooms and then this TV show wrestled with should they even report on him? Is he even significant? Because he's so reprehensible and these weird right. Um, alt-right Nazi views. Okay. Um because that was the claim about, you know, yes, alt-right equals Nazi. Should we even give this guy? All you're doing is pushing propaganda that's Nazi that, propaganda. That's um, who was Time Magazine's Person of the Year in 1938? Who was Time Magazine's Person of the Year in 1938? Donald Trump. Uh, no, Adolf Hitler. Oh, what? Yeah, the, oh. the Nazi. And they reported on him. Stalin was person of the year twice, I think yeah, in 39 and 42, let's say. They loved him. Stalin. And they love Stalin. Um, all kinds of others that are questionable. And they reported on him. Yeah. And it's not that Time was saying he's a swell person. That wasn't it. Even back in the day, although they were less clear, they said it was. they were the biggest news influencer maker. But the point is, Jeffy, okay. even if you give him the benefit of the doubt, right? <clears throat> Even if you don't, the reason they reported on, they still reported on him, right? Because they were significant. Yes. Murphy and CBS and other newsrooms are saying, well, we don't even know if we can report on him because they're so, you know, triggering what with their Nazi beliefs or whatever. But you progressive media, that's always been around. You've always leaned progressive. You still reported on these guys. Absolutely. Because they were newsmakers. You had no problem then, but now it's a problem. Okay. A little more. Are you at all worried, Grant, about alienating people who are supportive of President Trump and his administration? I I personally am not, only because I tend not to worry about things I have no control over. Okay. So, uh, um, you know, uh, we're going to do the best show we can. 
and the chips will fall where I they hope you're not on Twitter. I am not on Twitter, <laughs> and I'm very relieved not yes. to be. Well, um, Diane English, who wrote Murphy Brown and created the show, her family are all Trump supporters and Trump voters. So we're, we don't want to drive people out of the tent. Huh. We, we want to, you know, I mean, everyone is welcome. Right. Hold, on, hold on, hold on. Everyone's welcome, Jeffy. That's interesting. They don't want to drive people out of the tent. I mean, that's interesting. The... The person who created right. and wrote Murphy mm-hmm. Brown, mm-hmm. those people don't have anything to do with this particular show, right? Uh, she may still. I don't know. Maybe that was their point. <clears throat> or maybe not. No, I, 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 I'm going to look and find out okay. because I think that you think that's just her way of trying to... Cover, oh, cover. Come on in. It's all, but, it's all, it's all good. But look even at, if you throw that out, people. even if you throw that out, look at what she said. She goes, "No, everyone's welcome to hear us bash <laughs> conservative <laughs> ideas and values, right? Everyone's welcome to come in and then see the air of their ways, right? And because you know, we welcome you to sit here so we get those ratings, <laughs> right? Please come <laughs> while we bash you and your ideas, the things that you have hold sacred, so, let me ask so you we get ratings now. and we can make more money. Let me ask you a question. How far along are we? At this oh, we're almost done. <laughs> oh, really? We've come almost. that far? Yes, listen, wow. a little bit more. To watch the show. And, and does it have a liberal bent? Yeah. But, huh. um, but everyone has a voice. And I would just say, uh, you know, I had a, a family member come to the, uh, listen this, listen this. Uh, uh, to the pilot who's a Trump supporter. And he said, I didn't see anything that Bob Hope didn't do. Right. You know what, you know what I mean? Like Bob Hope would poke fun. He knows and, who the know, hell Bob Hope is anymore. And, you know, stuff like that. He said, I was fine with it. Okay. So you there's really Bob Hope as an example. Well, because Bob Hope lampooned every president. Didn't matter if they were. Nobody knows who Bob Hope is anymore. Well, that's what is an audience. That's a fail. But you see his point, though, right? If you're comparing this to what people did in the past, the Johnny Carsons, the Bob Hopes, although they may have been progressive, may have been whatever, and they they took sides at times. Open season. It was still Jay Leno Leno did that as well. It was still pretty broad. Use the Jay Leno. What's that? Jay Leno was a little bit closer to today's. Today's crowd. Yeah, the Bob Hope thing is a bit of a fail there. But, but I understand. I got it. Right. Uh, and you're not, that isn't what you guys do. No, not even You've close. You've never done that. Not even close. In fact, the audience would be fine with it if you did that. Just here, Here's the idea. You do whatever you want. Just be funny. Start with being funny. Then we'll go for the rest. We stop can deal make, with it. Stop trying to sell me your point. And stop trying to save the world with your humor. Be funny. I can save the world the rest of the time. I go to church. I do whatever. That's fine. I go to you for the yuck yucks, right? Right. Quick break. Back with more in a minute. The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network. You know, Doc Thompson does hold a record for something. The most career firings in a lifetime. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. <laughs> for now. All right, I, I know you've probably forgotten the name, so let me just go ahead and remind you. It's Wax RX. Wax, three letters, and then RX. Wax RX. W- the website, though, is Use Wax RX. U- Not used. S-E- W-A-X-R-X. W-A-X. 
RX.com. That's where you go to for the Wax RX system. It is a three-step system that is effective, efficient at cleaning the earwax out of your ears. It's really done inexpensively, too, because the system you use over and over again. Whereas what does one doctor visit cost you if you have to go there? Right, oh, even if it's a copay, even if you didn't have to, even if it wasn't possible for you to use the same uh, system that you purchased more than once, right, still cheaper than seeing the doc. Absolutely, because you can use it over and over, and even when you run out of the drops, because the first step is you put the eardrops in your ears to soften the wax. You can get just replacement filler for the just right. that portion. You don't have to buy the entire thing again. Then you got the specially designed pump that has the perfect amount of pressure to flush it all out. You have the little cup to catch it in, and then. That's always fun. And it's, it, it's would you? It's, to catch the debris. Well, and it's, it fits flush against your neck here. It's designed so it fits yeah, right up there. Yeah, it's right in there. Is that ergonomic? Would that, you would still consider it ergonomic? You know what? Yes. Okay, good. Let's just go with it. No one else would know either. And then, of course, the uh, the rinse that leaves your ears feeling soft and supple. You'll love it. It oh, works great. I just Stop to, shoving stuff in your ears. I just went to use WaxRx.com, and now it wants me to pay for shipping. No, don't do that. Just type in uh, radio. Really? Where it says promo code. Type nice. in radio and it'll give you free shipping to your I door. Do that, Use waxrx.com. Try it today. So we called Mordecai in and said, uh, do you know who Bob Hope is? No, no, no I don't. Nobody knows who Bob I don't know why that irks me so much, but just they're trying. Look, A, it's CBS. Now, CBS has been dialing younger for a number of years now. They've got some of the top shows right. on television. Um, so, it, you know, it surprises me that they would. You know, I get it that Murphy Brown is 100 years old and they're dragging her out of the woodwork because they're trying to, you know, save a network. Mm-hmm. But uh, why would you use, I mean, even, like I said, Jay Leno would be a better person to use in today's world, at least if you wanted to try to skew a little bit younger. But when he's on trial, it's like, Bob Hope. Bob Hope. <laughs> Nobody knows who Bob, nobody knows. So this shows you Murphy Brown is going to be cutting edge. Oh, man. Meticulously researched. Right. They're, they're, they've updated it Thank for today's you. generation. They should. That womp, 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 right. womp, 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 It premieres uh, this coming Thursday, by the way. Hey, but, we have a tweet here. Uh, by the way, but I will say, like, I'm with not, Mordecai. I read Twitter now. Hey, wait a second. With, with Mordecai, for example. Me, I never read Twitter. He doesn't know. You've not heard of Bob Hope. I get if you've never heard of um, Lou Abbott. You go, okay, maybe you should know who Lou Abbott is. But Bob Hope, you don't know the name? Come on. All right, get to Twitter. <laughs> um, it would be fun to have uh, the real Roseanne be one temp secretaries to Murphy Brown. Wait. Oh, yeah, never mind. They'll probably trot in Blazy Ford or Hillary for one of those prime spots. <laughs> yeah, absolutely true, man. You yep. can count on that. And uh, another Twitter translation, we try to hold fast to our narrative, but we have to report some truth. Some truth. Unfortunately, we have to get a sliver of truth in there. We're sliver of truth. Well, and part of the reason I want to play so much of that is to show you it, it's out there. It's alive. This is who CBS is. Yeah. This is what well, they're doing. And to show you how blind they are. They truly do not understand. They don't get it. All right. Get the tweets in. Hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Jeffy MRA. Back in a minute with more of this The Morning Blaze. Mm. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. The Collision of Common Sense. 
of uh, comments coming in here. Let's see here. Dun, dun, dun. Really? Oh, okay, here oh, we go. That, listen to that I comments. Just wanted to make sure I got the right one. Hang on here. Uh, rants out loud. Translation, we try to hold fast to our narrative, but we have to report some truth. Yeah, yeah no, that's I, true. I read that. Um, let's see here. Four minutes, like four minutes ago. And then uh, front pole sleeve. Doing? That's the reason you give me the business here. I was trying to find the right one. <laughs> front pole sleeve. I was trying to avoid getting the same one. Uh, no truth to the rumor that at Doc Thompson show isn't getting to the Friday leftovers because at Jeffy MRA is either involved or acquainted with those involved with him. <laughs> that is po- truth. It's possible. Possible. Yeah, we've uh, we've just discontinued those on this broadcast. They've uh, we have? seen there. I've discontinued them. We've moved on. We'll do whatever you want. It's your show. Yeah, exactly. I've moved on. I will still do them every day. I'm just not doing them in this broadcast anymore. That's uh, just too early, and uh, it's not going to work. So there you go. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Um, okay, here you go. DX, uh, DMXDM at Jeffy MRA has a chance to become my second favorite co-host of the hashtag The Morning Blaze. We need Hangry Keith to fill in next week for an updated ranking. I'm a, I'm a fan of, uh, of Keith, Keith being here as opposed to you. <laughs> yes, Keith doing work and not you. I'm a fan of that. Now, are you also a fan of Stu? I have never a fan of Stu, but it depends on what uh, what you're talking about. Because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people. There's been some bad blood. A lot of people kind of like him. I do not. Go ahead. You do not kind I, of like I, him. I do not kind of like him. I do not like him. Sam, I am. What you, were you going to say? Why would, do you like him a lot? You, 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 you brought Stu up. I'm what, asking. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm asking because I'm just you like Hangry Keith or don't and whatever. I'm just asking about Why do Stu. I have to like these people? I didn't say you did. I'm just trying to get a clarification. Just for clarification purposes, how do you feel about Stu? I don't like him. I've made that very clear. <laughs> Why is that? I'm talking Stu from Glenn's show. Stu, Stu Bergier. Yeah, Stu Bergier. Yeah. Okay. So you don't like I've him. had the unfortunate ability to know him for a number of years. I don't. We, as a matter of fact, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he doesn't like me. So Well, uh, that's easy, though. Lots I don't of like, people don't like you. I don't like him back. But most people like Stu. That's like, the difference. I don't like him back. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, Jeffy's got a couple of stories he wants to share with us today. But first, oh, man, I have I to have remind it. you about Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens. It's waiting for you right now. It is? You're probably driving to work, maybe planning out what you're going to have for lunch or dinner today, and you're like, I'm going to end up with fast food, and although that may taste yummy, I'm just, my doctor says, and i got to eat healthier, try to lose weight, and whatever. I need more vegetables. you got to have a plant-based lifestyle. I love the carne, too, but you've got to focus on the vegetables. You want to be healthy, you want to lose weight, you want to be in shape. This is just how it is. You want to live longer? You want to stave off of future potential diseases? This is going to be something that helps that. Vegetables do. Plant-based lifestyles do. But maybe you don't have the time, the energy, or maybe you just don't like vegetables. Well, try Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition at BrickhouseDoc.com. Again, BrickhouseDoc.com. It's powdered vegetables, essentially. Just vegetables in a different form. They don't just take the nutrients or the you know oils or extracts. It's the entire thing. So you get all of that goodness, but you get it in a different form that may be a little more palatable, those people who don't like vegetables. You just mix it with some sort of liquid. You can put it with a smoothie, a water, orange juice, whatever you want, and it works. Drink it down, and you are good to go. Eat 
each scoop is one full serving of the recommended daily vegetables that you are supposed to get. Try it today at BrickHouseDoc.com. Okay, so uh, a week or so ago, you and I were discussing uh, the Diamond Farm uh, in Arkansas. The only U.S. state to ever produce diamonds is my home state now of Arkansas. Arkansas. Right, and and we've both been to the park. It's the natural state, you know. The state park. I have been there, and I have dug for diamonds. I, I too, have done it. How many buckets of diamonds did you find? I found so many diamonds, Doc. The only reason I'm here is just because I want to show up just for fun. Is that what it is? Yeah, I don't want a paycheck. In fact, I've told, and I've told the bank, stop, stop putting, Put money into my account. Don't do it. There's too much. Uh, you know how many diamonds I much. dug in just a couple of minutes? <laughs> Thank you. So we were, we had uh, discussed the possibility mm. that the diamond farm was a hoax and that there are no diamonds. But every time you go there, there's a picture of someone new who has found this incredible diamond. Here right? is little Amber Snodgrass. Right. Bob yeah, little Amber. She is negative four and was able to dig up the one the size of a human head. Bob Crappenpapper was out here for two days and found the diamond worth eighty five thousand dollars. That's right. And and oh, it's into the this millions. Family, right? This it's eighty five carats. It's okay. He's retired now. Here's a picture of the island he's on. So I believe now. I've come to the conclusion now that they and we we talked about this that they just seed it. Right, every so often somebody walks out Check and a drops diamond. a diamond off, and because uh, every so often you get the story. Well, yesterday I see a story: Colorado woman Son uncovers a- nearly three carat diamond at Arkansas State Park. Find of a lifetime. Are you kidding me? I was in that thing. People are got people have little hoods over their heads. They're out in this dirt that's been tilled yep. up, and she's seventy-one. Come on. She's out there. She's got. She's got the grandchildren. You know. She has. She looks down and goes, "Oh, is that a diamond? <laughs> Stop it! Are you freaking kidding me, America? That's not right. I mean, good for her. I am convinced good now this her. is a hoax. I think it I'm is. convinced. I believe it's a that scam. we've been scammed. Did it say did she do water or dry sifting? I'm just curious. Who it didn't? I mean, just you know, just for curiosity's sake. I'm sure and, it's a and, scam. And their their argument will be that uh, did it say what part of the park found she the found gem it in? About halfway between the East Drain and the North Wash Pavilion in the park's 37.5 the North, acre diamond. I know where the North area. Wash Pavilion is. Halfway between the East Drain. See, I think I bet you they I bet you they're going to tell you that with all the rain we've been having because they told us when we were there it was kind of dry. Okay, oh, don't do this to me. They told us when we were there that when it rains a lot and then they retill it. That brings up that brings up the diamond. Why are you That's telling they, me that? I'm just saying what they Why told me. Why are you me. doing this Because I me. talked to them about it. Because I was, after about 10 minutes of look going out in this stupid <laughs> field. And I don't know if I was, I don't know if I was actually East Drain or North Wash Pavilion right now. I'd have to go back. Do and you remember look. the wash where the wash was? There was only one wash station. You know, you got that yes. raised road you walk yes. down and the wash is off yeah. to the right. That must be the North Wash Pavilion. Now you can, now when we come down, you come out of the, you come out of the building and right. there's a field there and then there's another field back off to right. the left. And then there's the, the old diamond mine off to the, off to the right, right, way off yeah. there. Yeah. And so, you know, and the people are sitting out there and they're digging and it was kind of dry. And the lady goes, well, you know, usually a lot of times when it rains, uh, then they come out and they retill and they shoot why? at the diamonds. You're convincing and, me again. Their BS line is, I'm going to be there this weekend you now can't, if you don't uh, stop. You can't, uh, you can't do what? Well, now's the weekend, right? Because the diamonds are up. 
This lady got one. This, this lady got one. So the diamonds have been tilled up. You got to get can out I, there. Can I call and ask, did you recently till? I think you can, sure. Why not? They were going to tell you. Because with the rain, and then if they. Are you allowed to bring a backhoe? <laughs> <laughs> can you do that? <laughs> Doc, you can bring anybody you want with you. <clears throat> no, a machine. Oh, a digging machine. Oh, oh. All right, I did. I see it so I, let me I'm explain to, to people that don't understand how this works. This is just a big field that over the years they've allegedly found these diamonds in the rough, and sometimes they're pretty sizable diamonds. And they do find them about every once a year. You get a story that's a sizable diamond out of there. Surprisingly, but, about one out of every five diamonds registered by park visitors is found right on top of the ground. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I wonder why. Because okay, Pete, it's your day to see. Just go out and chuck that out. Just there. go walk. I don't care what. I don't care what. You know, whatever, wherever you want to go. Should I put it by the North Wash Pavilion? No, go over by the East Drain. Nobody's got one over there in a, in a year and in a half. while. Let's go over there. So you got to understand what happens, folks. Everybody that goes is on some <laughs> level excited to be there. Absolutely excited. You drive. You've driven 18 hours. You don't to know get what it looks like. All you know, but you know these stories and you're like, well, I'll dig. Yes. Diamonds. Okay. And there is no easy path there. There's no highway. It's only no, it's, state route. Yeah. So it twists and winds through the the the, the hills of Arkansas, and That's it takes pretty. a while. It's pretty, Fine. but it's an effort to get there. Yeah. There's no McDonald's is nearby. I mean, you go a while. Oh we, no, we stayed at a hotel. I mean, there's your the lady was like, yeah, I mean, we'll have a little breakfast in the morning, maybe, but uh, but unless you stay at a hotel, you're not getting anything. No. There's nothing within 20 miles of this thing. You get out there, and the whole time you're like, I'm going to go drive for di- dig for diamonds, driving on <laughs> my way. The kids are excited. And the kids are bouncing. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to dig, and I'm going to put it on a fill. Do we got buckets? Do we got gloves? You got the whole stuff. And you get there, wonder, and you're excited. And they start telling you, the little pavilion, and you go out there, and you see the signs yes, as the, the worker whole, bees. the whole diamond building of the state park. Right. The state workers, the rangers are there, and they're like, well, we just found one Tuesday, and we tilled, and it's been raining. I mean, the whole thing, right? And they go, and there you go. And you walk out, and it's a field. It's a field of dirt. Of dirt. A couple of fields of dirt. And then you're like, okay, you see all the other people out there, and you're going to be the one. You're damn right you are. You're going to be the one at 37.5 acre diamond search area to find one. At this point, the same attitude is in your head when you go to a strip club. I'm going to be the one that the stripper goes, everybody else, I was just, uh, I was just acting. But you're the one. This, it's, you're you're going to be the one that's that actually. You that's know. not why you go to a strip club. But I'll talk to you later about that. But I mean, there's always that thought. <laughs> you know, there's always the thought that she's going to be able to hook up with anyway. So you're out there and you get the diamond, right? You're you're going to get the diamonds and you go out in the field and you start digging. And I would say for the average person, it probably varies at most. I'll give maybe fifteen, somewhere between maybe five 15. and fifteen, depending about, upon I'm your. T- I'm talking like. <clears throat> Eight's pushing it. I was I was somewhere between five and ten. <laughs> yeah, eight's and pushing it. And you're digging, it. and then all of a sudden you have a realization what you have done. You go, I'm in a field digging on the possibility that I might be one in the 10,000 that come through here that finds a small, uncut diamond in the rough. That if I do find something... The odds are it's still going to be probably pretty low value. Right. Because remember, these are not quality diamonds per se. It has to be like this guy found a five carat and you walked away with something that'd be worth like 25000 or something. Right. 
and you have this realization, and it's hot, and the, the bugs, the what are you, and the kids, and the and the kids are bored within ten minutes. Well, this is how you solve the kids' boring problem. Don't be digging by me. Go <laughs> dig over there. <laughs> Why you gotta be by me? Why'd you go over the East Drain? You're gonna be you got a whole East Drain over there. Your mom's over there. Go over and bug her. And you dig for about five <laughs> minutes, and then you go. Yeah, I'll go over there. Yeah. Wherever Ooh. there is. Yeah, Doesn't let's matter. Just walk around a little bit. I see some people let's over there. Around. Let's walk the path. A or bit. I don't see some people over there. Let's walk around. Look like you know what you're looking for. Through the path. Kind of act like you know what you're looking for when you're really just looking right. at dirt. So I was digging for about 40 minutes, and then I was like, let me look up stories where other people have found diamonds. <laughs> I looked there. <laughs> and I found a story where one guy found it when he was just on a trail. Right. They Thank you. Jeffy, they weren't even digging. He was walking a trail, not even right there. And he looks down, boom, diamond. Hey, is that a diamond? And I was like, maybe I got to go on the trail. Well, I didn't know where the trails were. So you went up to the building, talked to him? Yeah. They, they, have, they have pictures of, it was of really, the dime, old diamond mine. It was really far to walk. So I just went over by the edge of the woods. Oh. <laughs> My thought was, <clears throat> I bet a lot of people don't come over here. Doing? So Nobody stands here. They haven't found the diamonds that are Nobody here yet. here. And you play this game in the woods next to the eroded a, surface of the ancient right. diamond-bearing volcanic crater. Yeah, you find up this for about, you play this game for about an hour, hour and a half, and then you start trying to come up with an escape plan. I paid the six dollars or whatever right. it is, and rented the equipment. I got to get out of here, but how am I going to how am I going to convince the wife, kids, that this was not a mistake? Something like this. In the end, we ended up getting there a little bit late, so we were aided by nightfall. Well, it's getting late soon. This is like a this story. This story on this stupid diamond mine is like a it's just a press release from them. What do you mean? That's all it is. That's all it is. On occasion, the diamond search area is plowed to loosen the soil and help with natural erosion. This process helps unearth the precious stones and makes them easier to find. I mean, that's their that's their sales pitch. Yeah, because I talked to them all about it. That's why I mean, that's where I got it from was them, not this. And they all, I didn't know what to think the Aurora residents said of the find, which is the size of a pinto bean. Ah, there it is. Oh, by the way, let me also say this. I'm missing one part of the story here. Okay. That when you're there, you don't just walk away. You're collecting rocks along the way because it may be a diamond. Correct. You're pretty sure it's not based on their descriptions, but I don't know. Maybe this is. So you end up with a. I don't know, a cup, measuring cup filled with oh, little pebbles I wish pebbles it was only a rocks. measuring cup. Did you end up with more? Uh, yes. I had like a measuring cup full. You keep them? No, no, God, no. So you go up to the <laughs> counter and you dump them out on the counter hoping for a diamond or maybe some other semi-precious. Yeah, least, we got right? nothing. And they do this and they, the little ranger comes over and goes, let me help see what you got here, right? And they start moving All right, around with you the pen. Out. Yeah, you check it out. They got a little pen. Or you guys a, have fun out there today? Popsicle I knew stick. It. You know? And they start going, okay, what you got here is blagalgot. And that's worth nothing. <laughs> that's it's nothing. And what you got here is you got, uh, that's a petrified rat turd there. You don't want that. You don't want that. Throw that here's, away. Uh, this is just a piece of wood. Oh, you ought to take this home. This oh, home. now this. This is nice. This is snitat. Now, Snitat is really interesting. It, there's a lot of that. Or is it worth anything? No, no, not at all. No, but a lot of Nothing. people, a lot of people, you can see, if, if I were to take into my office, I've got a few of these shined up. A lot of people take these home and shine up. You use paperweight, stuff like that. <laughs> you kids do that. <laughs> and in the end, 
you've just stood there digging like piles of little rocks that are not worth anything, and they just tell you what they are. And it becomes really douchey because they're an expert on all those rocks yeah, then. everything. They know yeah, all that. Absolutely. Oh, so douchey. 100%. So crazy over-the-top douchey. I have this theory that somehow they're just getting people to pay to dig the dirt up. Like, it's a big excavation project that they've decided to get people to pay. It's like, hey, Huck, this is fun whitewashing the fence, right? <laughs> we don't want to have to pay to have it grown over. We'll tell people right. We'll tell people there's still diamonds. Yeah, there's still diamonds. Oh, this is genius, right? There's still diamonds. Once so, every few months, you walk out there and you throw a diamond into the dirt. And you're good to go. Somebody's bound to find it. They, honestly, they didn't say if she was dry or wet. Uh, no, sifting. it didn't. Yeah. I'd just be curious if she was sifting you know, dry or wet. You know, because, uh, you know, just... I'm sure it's a scam, but, you know, just, you know. It's amazing sure. that they, I, I didn't actually, uh, they might say it in the actual <laughs> news report, mm-hmm. uh, but I was so disgusted by <laughs> I'm going to send that to my <laughs> wife. Sorry, I'm sorry. I could during, the, during the break, I'm going to send it to my wife and see what she says. Which <laughs> she probably reported on it. She, she reports in Arkansas, right? Right, probably, yeah. right. I mean, uh, it just. So that was an update from something we've discussed in the past. Because uh, there's a new story about it. But I've got another update of something Jeffy and I have discussed in the past as well. I've got, what's your other story? Do you have another one? I do. Okay, I, I'm going to go to yours next stories. to see if it's, see the, if it's the one that I, yeah, because I'm, I'm curious if it I is. Bet it is. Is yours out of Minnesota? I bet it is. Is this out of Minnesota? Uh, no. Oh. No, Connecticut. Oh, then I got a really solid one for oh, you. Oh, nice. Then. All right. <clears throat> now, if you're uh, somebody who may find it difficult to uh, dig diamonds because uh, you put on the pounds. It's difficult to get out there and do those work. you looking at me like that when you I'm not. I'm just saying it. I'm throwing it out there. Some people, you get out there, you're like, I'll dig diamonds. And then you're like, oh, you know what? <laughs> so much work just walking out here. I want to be back here at the picnic table. I'll be back here. The kids There's go no ahead. seven love. They really need a concession stand there. Well, they have a couple. They have a few machines. No, they need a stand. You need a good burger joint there. Oh, Diamond Jim's Burgers. We could do that. Done. We'll, we'll see. We'll give you a cut of it. They'll let you open up a stand. You give them a cut of it. That would be, that's go a with the good stand. idea. That I mean, is. I'll drop a diamond in the dirt once every few months to keep people coming. Do, do you know the hordes of people? They will stay longer. And, and everybody, you're looking for anything else to do out there. Yeah, that's true. Ten minutes. Uh, I'm going to go get a burger, hon. You, you kids stay here and dig. Nah, I'll bring you something. I'll tell you what. If they allowed you to drink there, they'd do much better. Because <laughs> I've thought about it. The way to do this. You sit in a chair out there and drink, just in a lawn chair. Just kind and of some move. of those guys do. I mean, some of those guys sit out there, and I don't know that you they just drink. Move, but... You move your foot around. You just dig. You know, like if you're dig, if you're in a lawn chair at the beach and the kids are running around and you're drinking a beer, and just wow, it's hot out there. Relax it. You just, relax it. And you just kind of, you know, you kind of play in the sand with your hand there yeah. a little bit. That's what you do. That's the goal. Then it would be. That's tolerable. not bad. Anyway, if you are somebody that's finding it difficult to do some of the things you used to do because you've packed on the pounds, I've got a solution for you, a way to drop those pounds, and that is called Riduzone. It starts with R and ends with own. Riduzone. Riduzone. Try it today. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. It is a. It does two things to help you lose weight. It helps you feel fuller. So as you go throughout your day, you're not like, oh, my God, I eat something. You've got that full feeling. And then even when you are eating, Eat a little bit less. So you're not getting as much intake because you naturally don't want it, but it's also boosting your metabolism. So what you do take in, you're burning a little bit faster. You're burning a little bit more, and we know that plays into it as well. Weight loss is obtainable. You can do it, and it's pretty simple. It does, does come in a, quote, pill form. It does. It's that simple. You take it, you lose weight. But the good news is it's not a drug. 
It's something natural. It's found in your body and in nature anyways. It's just concentrated amounts, so you get those that one-two punch of feeling fuller and a boost in your metabolism. Try it today. It's called Riduzone, R-I-D-U-Zone.com. It's not sugar-coated. It's not fluff. It's just the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, a touch more from Jeff Fisher. Fisher, this is kind of the Jeff Fisher hour. He's driving the bus this hour. Well, I just had a couple stories that reminded me of you. Uh, you know, as I was traveling through the day yesterday, okay. we've talked a lot about uh, uh, in the past uh, of uh, seeing things on the side of the road and wanting yep. to stop and get them. Okay, uh, and seeing things wash up on the beach and and okay. wanting to get them, and you even told a story about deciding that for yourself that you were going to uh, that you were going to pick something up. You drove past it and said, "I need to get that." I did. And I was going to open up the um, the uh, backpack. backpack, and uh, when you went back, it was gone because somebody beat you to the punch. <laughs> That's why when you when you see these things, you need to react. And I almost did another one uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, maybe it was like a week ago. And it was a similar, and I started, and then I was like, yeah, they're going to take it again, and I moved on. <laughs> you got it. When you see it, you got to do it. I know. Just react. I'm not making this stuff up, folks. I am there. So, uh, Connecticut man uh, claiming uh, to be a friend of the environment when he picked up a bag of trash. Uh, he was at the park, and there was a bag, a trash bag left on the side of the road that he picked up. Threw it in his car. You know damn well he took it home and sure. he was going to go through it. He was good. I was trying to friend of the environment. Uh-huh. Okay, whatever. Uh, then he gets it home and uh, goes through it and finds a uh, copperhead snake. Uh, so what my point is is that a copper what, snake, like a valuable a copperhead metal copperhead snake, something valuable, a like copperhead a precious sna- metal. Right. That's oh right. my gosh. Right. Oh my gosh. All right. Yes, the precious metal of a dangerous venomous snake. So you know, what there, was it there in? Are, what was it in again? It was a trash bag. Okay, was it was it sealed? I know, it, I, it doesn't. Did say. somebody it throw it out say. there? He just he he claimed that. Uh, look, I was just you know I'm trying to help the environment. It was I'm near the park, and so somebody threw their trash away, and no, I he picked wasn't. it up. He was Stop looking it. for drugs and diamonds and money, right. and precious. Yeah, come uh-huh. on now. Okay, did he get bitten? I wish you would have, but no, according to the story, no. Okay, that's going to be bad for me. Now you've got me rethinking this grabbing stuff on the side of the road. See, but that's, but that's not, uh, that's not uh, suitcases, backpacks. Uh, that's a trash bag. Trash bag is, is a questionable item because you never really can tell. You can kind of tell if it's got other things in it other than trash. Okay, so I've got but it But you don't out. know what it I is. I got it figured out. But uh, items, you know, bo- right. boxes, mm-hmm. backpacks, mm-hmm. suitcases, you can still get those. So what you're telling me, here's here's what I'm hearing. Still continue <laughs> to pick these things up because there could be something valuable. Yeah. But I want to have the kids open them. 
Yes. You have the kids open them. That's, yes. that's the way you do this. The kids got to open that up. That's why we have children. Right. You got to do this. I mean, right. Thank you. And before you're getting like, hey, doc, that's just mean having the kids do it. No, no. Here's the thing. If I go away, it's going to be a strain on the family because I'm, I'm a breadwinner, right? Right. If something happens to the kid, you know, I'm still there to take care of everybody else. Right? right. Something happens to him, one of them. It's just one of them. Plus, you make more. Right. right. I mean, Thank you. We learned oh, that. We lost a kid. I know. We'll have another one. Right. I mean, we've learned that. So <laughs> wasn't that Bill Cosby that taught us that? Ooh, we can't. We right. Can't. One kid. We can't quote we Bill can't Cosby quote anymore. Either. Okay. That's probably a good idea. Hey, get your quotes, uh, your tweets in um, what you've learned today. Hashtag what I learned today. Uh, Jeffy, that is not the one, but I have a story about somebody finding something. Really? Oh, nice. yes. Yeah. It's out there. These stories are coming fast and furious, meaning because it is legit. It's because it's of us. By the way, we this should start leading tours. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Wait. The Blaze Radio Network. collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Minostalgia Wild Rice is waiting for you. Now, this is also something that's found out in the field, but there actually is rice there. They don't they don't plant the rice out there as far as like seed it. Well, I mean, I guess they seed it. I mean, it actually grows though. They actually harp. Just go to blazewildrice.com. It's blazewildrice.com. It's been a rough harvest, but they still have the rice coming. Just know that uh, they could use your help. BlazeWildRice.com. But don't forget the promo code HELP10 because they're going to give 10% of your order to um, to the Nazarene Fund with Mercury One, which is pretty nice. BlazeWildRice.com. It starts with the wild rice, which is so good. Stuff is so tasty. And you use it a lot of different ways. You could use it in more of a traditional like long grain wild rice. It's, it's more of a seed, so it's... In more of like a traditional long grain wild rice style. But if you add more water, you cook a little more. It becomes a little more sticky rice-esque, yeah, something so like good. that. But it's really, really healthy. It's healthier than the sticky rice or anything else because, like I said, it's more of a more of a seed than the traditional rice. It has uh, natural um, trace minerals and vitamins. It's almost a complete protein. Think about that. A, a starch that we traditionally would see starch right. that is almost a complete protein. That's pretty cool. And it's a plant-based protein, which is healthy. It's almost, um, uh, it's a gluten-free, it's cholesterol-free, it's wonderful, and it tastes great. So try it today, blazewildrice.com, but try the whipped honeys. They got a cinnamon whipped honey now, the jellies, the jams, the syrup. I love the pepper jams. It's one of my favorites. They've got the soup mixes. Why haven't I had the cinnamon honey? What? I haven't I had the cinnamon honey? Chris Cruz had it here the other day. We tried it on the air. He didn't leave you any? I, I am not kidding you. I, I am not. Chris I tried so it live on the air right there, and it is fantastic. You know what it is? It's um, No, I don't. I'm going to describe it to you. Imagine <laughs> eating a wonderful piece of cinnamon toast. You know when you'd make cinnamon yes. toast as a kid? Yeah. Without the toast. As a kid. You just throw that bread out of the way. It's like Ooh. eating cinnamon toast without the toast. See what I'm saying there? It works. Good. Yeah. It's awesome. So you can use a lot of different ways, but just try it today at blazewildrice.com. But don't forget the promo code HELP10 at blazewildrice.com. That's, by the way, when you buy the five-pound bag or the eight-pound jug, which was confusing the hell out of Chris. You want a generational thing real quick? Okay. The script for the commercial. 
said it'll be you know ten percent discount when you buy the five pound sign bag, okay, eight pound sign jug, okay. <clears throat> Chris kept stumbling through it because he didn't know what pound sign was. It's a hashtag. The hashtag. It to him. Oh right. So he's like, it's a five uh, bag, eight. <laughs> Jug, eight that container jug. Really, that's that's fascinating. And I kept hearing a little bit. I knew it was pound, but I'm like, why is he struggling with it or whatever? And then I looked. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's that. He knows it's not hashtag, but he doesn't, like, doesn't know. Why pound. would they be hashtagging this? Right, but he right. didn't know it means pound. The pound. But he should because you. This show has made such a big deal about pound me too. <clears throat> but he just wasn't registering. I don't think we didn't say it in Spanish though. I think that's what it was. Oh yeah. right, right. That's funny that that would give him the yeah. struggle though. Yeah. It's fascinating. Have you ever done that with generation where uh, the kids have an old phone, a rotary dial phone, and ask them to dial? I mean, I've seen some videos of that of oh, people doing that. We've funny. done some stuff. We've done some <laughs> stuff of um, uh, people trying to use you know old products. You know, kids, younger people, young those younger young kids. kids. This is like. 15 years ago, 20, my parents, um, they had bought an old house and out on the porch, they still had a rotary phone they just left out there, right? And we're sitting there. Oh, one yeah. Day. My, my first mother in law, still yeah. into the. Yeah. I, I don't remember when she died. So now, but my I mean, niece and nephew is there. give up that rotary phone. Yeah, they're like young teenagers, you know, and we're sitting there or whatever. And I see the phone and I go, does. Do you know, how to, you know how to dial that? And they're like, Yeah. And I was like, Pick it up and dial. And they thought. They knew they how. Out. They they picked up the receiver and they put their finger in the in, hole. In the hole. And that's and all that they did. Yeah. They did not spin the wheel. You got to spin it to the end, let go. And then spin it to the other, And if you screw the wrong number up, you got to hang it back up and start again. <laughs> There's no going back, bro. Dial that radio station for tickets. <laughs> right. Oh, and wasn't it pain so in the ass when you were dialing long? You were in a hurry and there were a lot of eights and zeros and, and, and sevens and, and, in there yeah, we down at and, the other end and you oh. have to wait to, to go you get the ones you're like zick, zick, it'll, zick, zick. it'll screw up if you if you try to force it back on its own quick oh yeah it's got to go the whole it's got to go the full cycle but it was so funny they put their finger in the hole and i'm like yeah okay and then even after they did it they're like it's moving what do i they didn't realize that's part of the process of it rocking back by the way i was late on the bell. thank you all right jeffy <laughs> i believe it's rochester minnesota where this took I place i love rochester minnesota yeah a gentleman uh, discovered in a ditch on the side of the road oh, a no. package and in that package this is off a rural road in southwest olmstead county Amazing. what did he find a bag filled with many other little bags. Oh, no. Filled with marijuana. Oh, you got to be kidding me. One. So we're hearing this story because he turned it in. Yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see. He did. Yeah, he did. It has to. We wouldn't hear the story. If oh, I no, no. If I found this box, no, there police. wouldn't be a story saying, hey, Jeff Fisher found a box along the side of the road. No, sheriffs didn't say how they found out who tipped him off. So maybe he didn't, but that just means the wife did. Somebody tipped off the police and they came and knocking. Oh, so he, he, he did take it home. <clears throat> he took it. But I don't know if he called or someone else called because they didn't say if there's any... Uh, charges. They just said the investigation continues. So who knows? I, they they are l- lax on how they found out, but some guy had it, and he did find it in a ditch. Hundred and twelve pounds. How is Jeffy? One hundred and twelve pounds. Yeah, that's come on now. Street value. 
$345,000. You probably get more for it. Oh, than that. my and, gosh. And look, if, if they're telling you the street value of 300000 it's probably a little bit more. So you could sell, you could, yeah, actually, you could, you know, you could put it on the street for half off just to get rid of it and make 150, 100,000. Do I get any it. type of moral pass on this if I take the yes. stuff? Okay, good. And then I'm in. If I travel to a state where it's legal, yes. although I wouldn't be sealing it legally because I wouldn't be in a thing, do I get a little bit more, more of a, more of a pass? I don't know how many times I have to say yes, let's just go. Or do I even have to travel? <laughs> Can I still do it morally in my community? Because, man. I'm there. I start calling up my shady friends. Well, th- this is the wait type minute, of thing where you on. don't want to make these calls. That's what I was going right. to say because you don't no, want to tell too sh- many people. Yes, because then the people who lost it get, get antsy. They but you have to have them. a partner in this, at least one, right? Well, look, what you can do is you you maybe break it in half and, and, and you, want, you, you have to find someone that will buy it. You just right, but I don't know buyer. anybody. So how do I find somebody? Call me. That's what I said. I have to call a friend. Well, yeah, call me. Well, okay. I'm not. I'm not considered a friend. But An acquaintance. You call me. Somebody that you know. <laughs> yes. Not even somebody you'd normally trust, but that you would trust with a shady ass drug deal, right? <laughs> that, that, that's that, see, that's part of the problem, right? Is that somebody that you would normally trust don't know about shady ass drug be deals? Selling pot for right? You. But anybody be willing to sell pot? I don't think He's I can trust question, them. Right. See, that's the reason I think Chris is our go-to guy. Okay. Because Chris is pretty trustworthy. But he does... I mean, he's Puerto Rican. He's got to know some shady characters, right? (laughs) So, I think that's... I mean, you met his family. Right. I mean, the only other alternative is you start going into bad parts of town going, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Just to random people. How you doing? Right. How you doing? And look, there's a number of people that you, you know, if you if you have uh like some of I think some of your friends are going to if they if you say, you know, uh, I got some pot here, want some? Oh, yeah, I don't tell anybody but I smoke. See, yeah, but then I have to sell 112 pounds. I have to make like, you know, 300 drug deals or something. Whatever. Yeah, no, I just want an easy score and out and done. I don't want that stuff waiting around. I don't no, no, no. No. <clears throat> no, I want the money. In and out, baby. In and out. That's where you get caught, Jeffy. Who am I? Howard White or what's his name from Breaking Bad? Steve White? Somebody White? <laughs> Willard White? Yeah, Bill. Bill White? Yeah, Bill. <clears throat> what am I him? I'm not going to be a kingpin here unless there's a lot of money. I'm not gonna, I'm talking about being a kingpin for a mere 100 pounds of pot. Oh, no, it's 112 pounds. And no, because that's where you make the mistake. Don't you understand this? If you keep you, many criminal activities with the individual people coming to the house, or you're making drug deals, okay? Start, Each one of those is a no- possibility noticed. cop's going to come. Start to get noticed. Right. You want one score. I don't have a network set up to sell, Jeff. I don't have a network. Right, so that's why you want to make the deal, and you know, even if it's just half, I want to give me the hundred grand. It's all yours. Oh, half price. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, here's one hundred and twelve pounds. I'm told the street value is three hundred and three hundred thousand. Well, you got to look I, that up first, right? Oh, well, yeah, you have to, exactly. And I'll take you know, I'll take half, and there you go. Have a nice day. We're done. And if they say I'll give you a quarter, <laughs> you may want want to question dealing with them, but you could try to make a deal with them. Give that's you, gonna that's gonna I be get, trouble because I'm gonna you, start digging my heels. <laughs> I give you I give you a quarter, I give you a quarter, or I shoot you and I take it. 
See, that's when you start turning Willard White or whatever his name is. <laughs> Wilford. It is Bill. Bill White. Yeah, Bill. <laughs> that's where you start. I'm fascinated. Because I'm going to be insulted at right. that then. I'm fascinated that the, uh, I'm fasc- that's what I said, Bill. That's what the, uh, uh, they're telling me about your his name is Walter. Shut up. It's I Bill. said Wilford. The, uh, how they came to get it. They came to his house, right? Yeah. So maybe he took it and turned it in, but why would they come to his house to get it if he didn't turn it in? I don't know. It's under investigation. By the way, uh, it was packed into three totes. Wow. So you had a hundred, uh, you had a bunch of little baggies, separate one pound bags, 112 one pound bags, which is still pretty heavy, right? One pound bags. Those one pound bags were uh, loaded into three totes. And the three totes were packaged into two large garbage bags. <clears throat> Pretty amazing, right? I know. Absolutely. Why? Can you imagine if we were on our way to the diamond mine and saw a bag in the side of the road? Oh, you were just God. golden. That's buying the lottery God. tickets. Hey, do we have the uh, the Chris Cuomo audio? <laughs> All right, Chris Cuomo. Now uh, I got to get to this uh, about Brett Kavanaugh. He's interviewing um, some woman. I don't know what her claim to fame is. If she's a survivor, a sexologist, a criminologist, I don't know. But he's talking to her. She's not really important to the story. What's important is Chris Cuomo brings up Brett Kavanaugh's testimony where he says he was a virgin. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Was Brett Kavanaugh known at Yale as a virgin? I have no idea. Just, I just want to know because that's something he points out about himself that I know, having gone to the same school, and it's not so big a school. It's got a big name, but it's not that big a community. It's pretty small. It's the kind of thing that would have been known. Would it? Would it? We would have known. We would have been making fun of him. We would have made fun of him because it's not real big, you know. It's not real big. It's kind of small, actually. What's that size? Right? Because you'd be mocking him, right? I mean, it's kind of a big school, but it's... Does he know? Does does is Chris is he is he Forrest Gump like, or is he giving him the business here? I think I think he tries to be pretend like he's Forrest Gump like, but he's really just he's yeah, using that as the excuse. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he is. He really okay. I'm Maybe getting the bell ready. Okay, go. Here we go. Let's play that again. Here we go. Was Brett Kavanaugh known at Yale as a virgin? I have no idea. Just, I just want to know because that's something he points out about himself that I know, having gone to the same school, and it's not so big a school. It's got a big name, but it's not that big a community. It's pretty small. It's the kind of thing that would have been known. Come on. And then he, he really, obviously you went to school there, so there's some connection with that or whatever. Was he known as a virgin? I don't know. Because that would have been no. And he's like, uh, that would have been no. uh, okay, okay. Um, he's going to the producer. You know, you told me there'd be an answer here. I don't know. She said, I don't know. Okay, what am I doing? <laughs> is he big? I mean, is the school big? It's not so big, right? It's kind of school. You would have known that, right? Because it's small. It's tiny. It's yeah, petite. He knows, I mean, that's because he was, that's what he means. He went there and he knew, well, that's the kind of thing that would have been known. Would it, would it have been known? Who would have known that that guy I gotta be honest. was a virgin? I did not know who was a virgin uh, in uh, any of the schools I attended, other than people I knew were not a virgin. Did you know someone that wasn't a virgin? I may have known a couple, but I had firsthand not knowledge. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but I'm it, just was, saying that- it was not hearsay. Unless, seriously, how many... Do you, hey, how you doing, Pete? Are you a virgin? I just want to make sure I you know, have that on record. No, but if you're going, to, if you're part of a, a group, a, a, even you know, a, even a university group, 
Um, you, the reason that you knew your friends were a virgin was because they, what they said, Hey, I'm not going out with you to pick up chicks. I'm a virgin. I'm waiting till I get married or I'm so hideous. I, no one will do me. What was the, it's all hearsay. That's just it. Unless you have firsthand knowledge. Did you have sex with him? Nope. Then it's not admissible. You heard he was a, a virgin. Yeah, isn't that the very thing well, that, they have, that they have that they have said? You're shaming people, number one, right? And in particular, when it comes to women, you know these rumors that women are always faced. I mean, everyone knew the girls in school that had rumors about them, and I think back now, most of them were probably not true. Oh, you know, Sharon, like you would be wrong. A couple of them are true, but anyway, you know what she likes, right? It's like that. <laughs> everyone knew that girl. Well, okay, right. So we have them here, right? So they've told us they've said, "How dare you shame people? How dare you bring this stuff up?" Those are our rumors. But now, when it comes to Kavanaugh, was he a virgin? He said he was. Did, did anybody talk? No, but did anybody talk about it on campus? Can we perpetuate right. this? Can I you? found it fascinating too that they didn't go on. Like he said, he was a virgin, uh, and he said I was, I was a virgin through high school and many years after. We'll just leave it at that. But the wife didn't say, "Oh yeah, he was a virgin when he met me." Right, so you know that he, there was, yeah, well, yeah, was, but she didn't have to. She didn't have to say it. They didn't. Did they ask her that? I would have, but no, they did not. Let me sum up the Brett Kavanaugh thing. Aside I mean, from it's so that it's silly, that it's a yeah, it's a media it's circus. So silly. But if you want to sum up, I think the entire thing, it's not focus on how upset uh, Doctor Ford was and her tears. She was on the verge of crying, or Brett Kavanaugh's tears on the verge of crying, and whatever. You want to sum up the entire thing. Go back and watch his 40, 45 minute, whatever it is, opening remarks and watch his wife. And it tells the entire story. His wife, I don't know exactly what Brett did. He's innocent until proven guilty, but I don't know. But if you look at his wife, I think it tells a a story. This is a woman who is in such agony for what her husband is going through. She is so upset. You could see her sitting... I mean, so obviously it's nice to have a spouse that's standing by you yeah. like that. My wife would have been on her phone the whole time. She would have been on. <laughs> yeah, he's, she he's given his own. She would have looked up and went, oh, yeah, okay, we're breaking. It's a recess now. She's on her phone ordering chinos or something. I don't know. And <laughs> she's just there. And You're asking her about agony. some kind of train? What train. I don't know if he has a train set. I don't know. And just looking, you could see her, the, the support and love and admiration for her husband. And you don't get that. If there's any question of something shady in your past, Boy, if she true. had any question, she certainly, I mean, she is hanging on every word and just like agonizing for him. They walked in holding hands as he stands up. He made sure to, you know, grab her and escort her out and whatever. That's that tells the story. Brett Kavanaugh may have done something wrong. I guarantee you it was not train or, or shoving his phallus in some girl's <laughs> face at a party. Was there a he said, she said moment? Possibly. Maybe. maybe. But this does not mean Brett Kavanaugh is the person that they have described or Dr. Ford has made it out. It is quite possible that both of them are telling the truth. Yes, that that is very possible. Because it comes down to perspective. You say something to somebody, they take it the wrong way. You may never know that they took it the wrong way because they don't say anything. It's perspective. It, they could both absolutely be telling the truth. And in her mind, she was about to be raped and she's carried that horrible thing. And in his mind, it was, guys, go, go I wasn't going to rape her. We were joking. Right. And they have made him suffer like this. You go back and watch his wife's face. It tells the entire story of the hearing. That's all you need to see.
Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Oh, I got to do that yet. Sorry. Sorry, I can't do that yet. It's not to close. I got to tell you about TACPAC first. Sorry, that was my bad. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Mordecai's loving this. TACPAC.com. Your tactical package is waiting for you. It's a monthly subscription package that you get in the mail for $49.95, but you can cancel at any time. Filled with all kinds of cool tactical gear for name brands. Again, you cancel at any time, but the value is always between $100 and $150. (laughs) It only costs you $49.95. It's TACPAC.com. T-A-C-P-A-C-K.com. That was so funny. All righty. That is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning place. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we do today. That is pretty funny. That is good. Mordecai's laugh. It's the only time he actually gets to laugh. It doesn't happen very often where he's not the one who's wrong. We learned that it rained, so I may be in Murfreesboro, Arkansas this weekend. Yes, yes. Murfreesboro. I'm on the way. We learned Hillary's 2020 campaign slogan will be, if I win, Murphy Brown goes away. And finally, I learned that Chris Cuomo is very concerned with the size of Brett Kavanaugh's school. Very okay, concerned with that. Okay, so sad. Jeff Fisher, what, if anything, did you learn today? Well, I did learn that uh, CBS is trying to trend younger by referencing Bob Hope. <laughs> <laughs> the man who died he died 15 years ago and he lived Hope. to be 100 by the way right and died 15 years ago no nope, <sighs> agonizing uh, i also uh, learned that uh, i should remember to promote things during the actual show so i'll promote it now don't forget my podcast uh, daily podcast chewing the fat starts this coming monday when is that you'll be able to download it monday october A week 1st from this monday. monday this monday october <laughs> 1st no next month this coming monday next monday next monday or this monday saturday sunday monday next monday or this monday next monday Next or this? It is the same. That's thing. not the same thing. Oh my god! We're- Next Monday is the Monday after this Monday. <laughs> Monday reception, right? Mordecai, there. what if anything did the listeners learn today? Uh, DM and DM tweeted out something tells me you'll never find Doc Thompson digging for fossils at Dinosaur National Monument. Are they valuable? Uh, possibly, yeah. Then I'm, yeah, then I, I think would, they end I up would. taking them. Then uh, you just dig them, to- I'm taking them from you. What the hell am I doing? Oh, I'm right? not doing that. I'm, I'm digging right. for me, baby. Uh, Beto tweeted out, this uh, diamond discussion reminds me when I went to Alaska and got suckered into panning for gold. Complete waste of time. Although, gold in Alaska? Although I watch the, I watch the, uh, the reality show sometimes. My father-in-law has on the, the gold, the gold in Alaska? shows oh, in I've Alaska. Seen those. Uh, yeah, I've I got to tell you, it might be worth a shot. I do, and I would absolutely it do might that. might be worth a yep, shot. I'm sorry, yep. go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Zoc tweeted out, I just farted twice. I'm glad I'm not nominated for Supreme Court. Yes, that's right. Uh, did he boof or did he fart? I think that's uh, germane to the story here. He said farted. We're talking so. about flatulence, Doc. I was 16, okay? Sorry, sorry. That's my bad. Uh, Steven tweeted out. the left- Steven English. Okay. Uh, he tweeted out. <laughs> huh? Who was it? Okay. The left is upset about somebody okay. using their was... tactics against them. Hmm. What do you got? Hit me. Go. Tech Roo tweeted out. This is the new Murphy Brown show. Oh. Sorry, if this new Murphy Brown show is going to be as meticulously researched as they claim, 
Maybe I should be watching it instead of the real news. Could you repeat oh, that? Oh, there it is. Could you repeat that? Hit me with another one. Go to another one. Yeah, from Pulse Sleeve tweeted out, repeat in the perfect world, Jeffy one. and World of Stew would visit Arkansas Diamond Farm together, and Stew would leave with the biggest diamond ever. Oh, that oh, would be good. I would. I, I don't know that I could hate him more, but I would try. I'm going to set up Stew and have him come in and tell you that he was digging over you. <laughs> that would have been gold, Jerry. Gold. <laughs> Hey, I didn't get to those new numbers on Procrastination. I'll just do them Monday. What else do we have coming up Monday, aside from Jeff Fisher's new podcast? I think Chris Cruz returns. Yes, he uh, Chris Cruz is back. Yeah, yeah. What does Glenn Beck have coming up today? Uh, Glenn Beck isn't in. He isn't in. No. Uh, so that's Pat Gray? Yeah. I've never met Wait, that Glenn's guy. here. Glenn's in. Oh, he is, is here? Glenn's is he here. Oh, what are you talking about? He's here. He's got what? Bill O'Reilly in the that, second oh, yeah, hour. He's working with Pat Gray. Remember the morning blaze God, is today. Thank God, Stupid Gear is gone. I mean, the hey, show's that's what I'm saying. Except for Tyrannus. The morning blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.